smell bust and candy. Who's that busting everywhere? <laughs> yeah, mama, this sure is bust on me. <laughs> I can't remember like how the how the fucking uh, verse of that song goes. Uh, Hanging no. around. Busting on some clowns. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Hanging around. Keeping to myself. Got covered in bust. <laughs> Just minding my own biz. Yeah, covered in bust. Let me get some jizz <laughs> and some more bust. Go ahead and let the cream float to the top. I must. Auschwitz, a flavor of cake. A treat that I want you to try. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> One slice between you and me. It's a batter that I'm gonna fry. Man, what if you fucking breaded cum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of breaded cum, we are finishing off. Charlie, Charlie, Charles, Charles, main song. Uh, epic figurine in American culture. One goofy bitch that will go down in your mother's memory as quite possibly the creepiest fuck old people were so scared of charles manson dude and so the, i was <laughs> i was talking to my grandpa about charles manson he was like i just remember when they brought him in and i looked right into his eyes was i could see the devil there it's like could you that's what you saw man and i was trying to i was explaining to him i was like yeah did he have like a he had like a basically bamboozled a cult with like 30 people that was it. It was, it was just like hey, look at Jingo. Such a lackluster event. Well, there's that free thinking shit Jesus was talking he, about. No, then he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, he was like, it was way more people than that. I was like, dude, no. He was like, no. I was alive then, and I was watching the news. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He's like, and Charles Manson had thousands of followers. I'm like, did he? <laughs> Is that? But did all people? It's terrifying to them. He's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, they just blew it up, man. That's the thing is somebody's so crazy, and you can and you can put them in public like that. It just blows everything out of proportion. Yeah, there he was, a goofy gay ass guy. <laughs> but you can you can literally go in any street in America and find a homeless person that's real fucking nuts. Oh yeah, he's, he's and just just yeah. do an interview with them, and then go. This guy has a cult, and then go. Oh great, that's the devil, dude. Yeah, you know. Uh, one thing that I'm I'm not omitting it. It's just we only have X amount of time. I think I want to do a fourth episode. Actually, I think what we're, what we're gonna do sometime in the future is talk about like uh, serial killers in media, like like media culture, like yeah. sensationalized for all the Rivera type of shit. I think that would be oh, man, an interesting episode to just sit down and look at. Uh, I mean, it's always. Uh, Big time impact, you know, whenever these things happen before the internet, 24-7 coverage, day in, day out, hearing about the insane details, and half, you know, 90% embellished most of the time, because that's the way that the news just was, is that you, no one, there was no way to fact check this shit. And that's the way serial killers were, too. They just give you whatever, man. I don't have anything else to do but this, you know? Yeah. It's so. like, I got, I got AIDS. I brought it over here. You know why AIDS came over here to America? Because Charlie went down to the jungle, and I said, look at here. 
think he was ever in You know where this strain came from? It's a, I'm going to put my dick right in this baboon. Y'all ain't never had a thought, thought. You never looked deep within the side of yourself and found a place where God dwells within. You don't even know nothing what it's like to make a baboon squirt. When a man make a baboon squirt, that's where the God is at. And you find God, I'm God, and you're God. And baboon squirt is the Holy Trinity. And I put that inside of me, and I brought it right back here to America. Man, I would love to see a video of a baboon squirting. Yeah. I would love to see a video of Charles Manson eating out of the baboon. Let me tell you something. First time I ever seen an animal that kind of got me a little bit boned up was a baboon. Because it's got that, it's like all hair and shit, but butt the butt. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But hey, uh, they got a blue butt. All this dumb shit and more today <laughs> on Death Metal. <laughs> Shout outs before we start the episode because my buddy's fucking, he drank an entire, what do you call that? It was like th- four, uh, three or four ounces, right? 750 milliliters. Oh, that's Canadian mist. You drink one of those per show, but I'm talking about the 99 bananas that you ingested in my car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started drinking around noon. Yeah, you did. That's a day, man. You were literally living it up. To all the buddies who be living it up. Yeah, but yeah. more disturbing than that. I mean, I pretty much seen you drink an entire plastic bottle of Canadian mist on this podcast for yeah. the last month. But the 99 bananas... I get to half normally. Stop. What was that 99 bananas? Like four ounces probably? Three, four? Mm, yeah. You just... One sip. Yeah. Was it like a banana runs kind of? Yeah, man. It's, yeah. it's like banana runs and gas. Like gasoline gas? Yeah. Or like a it's, fart? Dude, it's powerful. Yeah, it's liquor. And it's low-grade liquor. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it didn't even say it's, vodka. It's probably just either. Everclear, dude. It's probably just ever. They probably just soaked run. That's, they probably soaked banana runs in Everclear. Hey, man, that's true. <laughs> Listen, but, but, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, before I forget all this shit, we got uh, number one. Most importantly, this comes out on fucking Friday. Well, you know, Thursday night in anticipation for Friday release. That gives you one day to get your shit together, right. put your plans in order. Make sure you come out to this show if you live in Little Rock, Arkansas. We're at fucking Venus. We're anywhere close. I feel like we're getting a good response. Like I, like I said, I'm super paranoid because we didn't have a link to ticket sales. Yeah. So I don't know. And I'm terrified. But I think it's going to be packed and I think it's going to be fucking awesome. So I would highly suggest coming in at 8 o'clock when we open the doors. We'll start the show around 9. That gives you yeah. time to get settled. Get some pizza. Get some beer. Fucking lock in for a fun-ass night. I mean, we got two hilarious stand-up comedians. We got a ripping fucking band. And then we got all types of kick-ass surprises in store. Oh, yeah, man. Listen up, Little Rock. You about to be grossed. And let me say this. I looked at the... I took SoundCloud, and I they, you can pull up, like, the dim, like the areas, which is just shit that I never care about. Yeah. I clicked on, like, Little Rock. And I th- I assume it's, like, a 100-mile radius. I don't fucking know. But it said that lad, the... the Part two of Charles Manson, which hasn't been out for even a full week, had like 480 plays uh-huh. in the region. So I could, come on, <laughs> it's like if you all show up, we'll make spot, we'll make space for you. We're gonna set it up. I like it when there's like ta- like a small table and chairs, so you can put your fucking drinks on it and shit. Yeah, and that way we can sit 70 people. But there's tons of room in the back, and if it's looking fucking packed to jump off with, we'll rearrange it. Yeah. And not even that, man, if you just can't even get in there and do that. Man, there's an after party. To find out where the after party is, you definitely got to be at the show. 
Yeah, that should be the condition is if you're not there. It's going to be wild. It's like, a, what did you say, two presidential suites, our friend Lacey? I think, man, I think so. I mean, there's definitely some suites involved. Yeah. There's more than one. Yeah, one of them is definitely friend, a presidential suite. Our friend Lacey's coming in from out of town and get like has wilded out. It's her birthday. Yeah. And uh, she wants people to come. Yeah. Which is, uh, hey, whatever, man. I would never do that. Lacey's a wild one, man. That's what I like. I mean, look, listen. I like a wild It's just like-minded motherfuckers, man. Yeah, sure. You know, if you come and you end up at that party, <laughs> definitely be respectful. But, yo, dude, let's let's make this memorable, man. This will be a cool birthday, man. Yeah, if, if another anything. thing that's, that's important is, like, I I know we just did a thing at Vino's, like, three or four months ago. Yeah. But uh, really, we're only going to do a show in Little Rock, like, once a year. Yeah. And uh, just like this. Because, you know, it's just tight. Like, we're... we're People all over the world listen to this shit. We are I don't think we're really like a hometown fucking hero success story. No. Uh, but, uh, you know, we do want to have... We'd like that. That'd be tight. You just come hang out. It's all about us. fun, man. But I did it. And, and then salute to my... I was at Vino's last week. Um, salute to my guys, Josh, Shane, and Mark from the band Atta Girl. It's pretty good uh, pop punk for adults, firstly. And uh, I did a little bit of comedy... At their show with the band High from New Orleans, a lot of fun. Appreciate those guys for pulling me out there and taking care of me. But do they like if, if, whatever you know about Vinos? They've completely redone it. Like the sound guy there is a fucking wizard, and he reworked everything. They got crazy lighting on stage now. They rebuilt the whole stage. It's pulled out. Like our friend Stan helped them do a fundraiser. Yep. And uh, it's badass up there now. Not yeah. that it wasn't before, but I mean, you know, I like the dirt ball grungy vibe. But now it's like an actual fucking nice venue. Yeah. It's badass. I mean, it's yeah. drastically changed. It's clean in the stage area and shit. It's cr- it looks fucking crazy. So if you haven't been there since they did that, you know, just fucking come out. You know, I don't want to beg anymore. And I don't think I'm begging, but I just, you know, we want to have a fucking legendary time. Yeah. So we'll see you there Saturday, you fucking animals. We're going to be disgusting. You're going to be disgusting. We're going to cause fucking chaos. Are we going to be wearing our short shorts? And let you know, ass flaps hang out? I don't have any. I don't think my butt hangs out. Do my butt? Does my, do my, nah, man. I don't think either one of her butts My ass is really. Like a year ago, I didn't have an ass at all. I had like that Hank Hill. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, uh, man, that thing has gotten all juicy. What's so weird is, man, like my back and my ass were like almost just one thing, man. Yeah. Now, nah, man, a- I'm getting, <laughs> my butt is nice. Yeah, fucking rumpus. Yeah, man, I'm going to take a shit now. I've actually got some fucking like, you know, skin in the game. <laughs> skin in the game. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, man. Uh, that's all we're pushing this week is just getting that shit fucking taken care of. Salute to everyone that rides with us internationally. We love you for it. Uh, keep the fucking positive messages, the Patreons, the iTunes reviews, all that shit is stellar. And, uh, we do it for you, baby. That's who we ride for. We got a long one today, so we're about to fucking dig into that. But, man, Saturday we're going to have a big party. We're going to celebrate the fucking ripping-ass year that we've had. And uh, that's it, bitch. We're going to see you fucking freaks there. We're going to get gross. You're going to get gross. We're going to get close and gross. Ooh. So where we left off with old Charles M., he... That son of a bitch was uh, cultivating his cult. We were talking about how they had taken over a few ranches by way of things like um, fucking <laughs> Squeaky having sex with the old dude. Well, really all of them having sex with that old dude to take <laughs> over their main main fucking ranch. Just, you know, 
important thing to look back on with Charles Manson is that he grew up in prison, learned how to hustle all the way. He ended up uh, learning how to be a pimp. And really, the funniest thing about this whole thing is that, you know, it's Charles Manson's like a legendary fucking white person evil figure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's one of the milk whitest. He had a swastika. That's why I think he's super white. He he carved the swastika in his head. Yeah. But this guy was just pure. Like he was almost kind of like iced tea in a way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He was pimping legitimately. But then he used that. He used that type of tactic, which is he learned in prison to make someone fall so much in love with you, feel like that they're completely dependent on you and then exploit that need and love by a, a broken person to make them do whatever you want to, to do. Starting out with having sex with other men for money and then cultivating that into having over 20 people living in various compounds, ranches with him. And uh, a lot of things that we talked about really fueled this fire and propagated his legitimacy because it's like Brian Wilson going crazy from the Beach Boys, having Charles around, changing the name of one of his songs to something Charles suggested. People that were around him being part of the hobnob Hollywood society and praising Charles Manson simply because he was around. Like, oh, yeah, man, your album's great. You're good at what you do. We like you. We'll call you. That's just the you float in people's boat. That's a dangerous game. Everyone should think about that if they ever start doing comedy or some shit before you're like, oh, man, you're doing good when they're actually not. Yeah. It's the type of thing that happens, and uh, it breeds a, a disgusting environment for people to swim around in. And that's what happened with Charles. Not only did it stroke his ego, but then his followers that would be around them were able to see some legitimacy to Charles, which you wouldn't really uh, have if it wasn't for these circumstances. And he was just hustling his way into places. I mean, he would just show up. Like, like we were talking about him showing up at the Beach Boys drummer's house is how he got in touch with Brian Wilson. That motherfucker would just show up at places. Yeah. And uh, it's not that he was tr- he's just doing everything by the skin of his teeth again. He didn't have an overall plan. His only plan was that he wanted to be like a, a Beatles type of rock star, a Beach Boys type of rock star. He wanted to be huge and well known for making music and being a personality. So the, his way of doing that was just basically doing this fucking chaos magic, which I assume he knew what it was because he had looked into Crowley and shit. He was, it, like we talked about last episode, Will versus Scientology. He took a lot of shit that he learned from the Process Church, which those are all mostly just like shocking things. Yeah. Then they're, they're all hustles. Of all of those different things are hustles. So like, like I'm getting at, this dude is just a bona fide fucking hustler at putting things together how he can. And to some people that are hanging around him, it looks like a, a, a big picture. Like, look at all the magic he creates. Yeah. Which, in a way, that's that's the whole point of, like, chaos magic, for example, is that you just say shit until it happens. And sometimes you make it happen because you say it so much. And then it's like if I was like, buddy, dude, I'm telling you, I'm getting a fucking brand new Jaguar. Uh-huh. And then you're like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, dude, like it's already on the way. And I just kept, we just kept doing that over and over again. And then one day I get some, some, like my grandpa died and he was like, I'm going to leave you my Mercury Cougar. And I was like, no, coo- yeah, like there was a cat car involved for sure. You see, yeah, you yeah, see what yeah. I'm getting at, yeah. buddy? I got the Cougar. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like an ant. Yeah. <laughs> you. You're just. Your uh, aunt's going to have sex with you. Like shit happens. I mean. High mileage cunt. You you just constantly say insane shit. And then anything that happens looks like it's a piece of that puzzle. Yeah. So when he's constantly like, guys, I'm going to be a rock star. I am going to be famous. I am the next big thing. I'm God incarnate. God has come down and uh, had me on earth again as his son. And I am going to take over. I am here to save everybody. I am here as the chosen one. And I'm going to do that by way of making music with you guys. And then then they'll be at a Hollywood party. And one of the most famous people in the music industry will be like, Charles, we got to talk sometime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just throwing gasoline on a real shitty fire. Yeah. It's that, and that, were you about to say something? Man, I just, <laughs> took I'm just, a deep breath and then you just paused. <laughs> all I can think about is the Beatles. Oh, uh, you're still, dude. You, I've somebody was at somebody was on Saturday like saying they were laughing about how mad you got about the Beatles, and I was like, he, he not only was he mad, legitimately mad. It wasn't first of all, yeah. it wasn't just to be funny, but all the way home, he was still. You were at legitimately angry about mm-hmm. the Beatles. We got into a little. Tiff oh, let me tell you what. Station. Once the time machine shit happens, I'm gonna go back and kick their fucking ass. <laughs> That'd be so funny if that was the only thing you did with fucking time. I don't want to do nothing else but go back and just just the old black and white right on to some fucking interview. Just kick their shit in. Yeah. Kill them. (laughs) Just kill them. John Lennon already got killed, my Yeah, man. he did, but it but was not soon enough. Not soon enough, <laughs> motherfucker, man. Oh, my God. And you know what? John Lennon's music by itself is way better than the Beatles. Well, I'm going to say it's all bad. What John? What were you listening? Just a song, imagine. I'm no, guessing it's all bad, man. Yeah, I've heard it all. That stupid shit that what? was on fucking <laughs> James Bond. That you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. It's so fucking. It gets stuck in your head. That's why people like it. There. Oh man, it's it's catchy. It's like man. I can't even think of really Beatles songs except like "Come Together Right no. Now." Yeah, I mean, just if you want me to blow my brains out. <laughs> you know. And I'm like, man, he's not depressed. He just really just can't handle it. <laughs> no more. Get the guys turn the Beatles the fuck off. It's gonna blow his brains out. I'm gonna. Y'all show up to that show and you play that shit. I'll kill myself on stage. No GG Allen shit. I'll blow him right out of my skull. <laughs> I'll fucking. We're gonna get arrested, dude. You gotta relax. I hate it, man. <laughs> I just fucking hate him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With all my being. Yeah. Is there anything you like less than that? Like less? Musically. No. Okay. No. I would rather have food poisoning the rest of my life than ever hear that shit. All right. Well, you could lead Buddy around the block with his hatred for the Beatles, and that's the type of mind control techniques that Charles Manson is implementing. I honestly think 80% of it is uh, accidental. I think that he does want to manipulate people. I just think he's been a product of the system for so long and been using his fucking words and actions to make people do what he wants to for so long. It's just part of him. That's just what happens. He's not even like going out of his way to do it. And he probably actually in, in his mind believes that he is some sort of magic. I absolutely hundred percent believe that. And I think that's what makes somebody like that. So hard to deal with such a force to reckon with. When you get a bunch of drugs involved and you get a bunch of like, you know, 19, 21 year olds, they're easy to mold, and then the more of them that come along, the more of them that come along. And it's a lot of young girls and just two dudes. Like it's easy to it's easy to sink into. And all I was getting at, 
as far as the back part of the story goes, is that he is that's how he's dominated everything. Now, as far as making money goes, we told you last week how they took over these ranches, and uh, you know they're the women are still prostituting. Um, Tex Watson and a couple other dudes that are loosely affiliated with them are stealing fucking cars. That's the move. That's what they're doing. So I know last week I was talking about them working on cars at the property. Uh, should have been more specific going into this episode. Working on cars, they were stealing them and chopping them up, selling them for parts, and then also making them indistinguishable, scratching off VIN numbers. Because, you know, late 60s, it's not like they had video cameras and tracing technology. It's just like a fucking license plate and shit like that. So they were able to really break down cars and start turning money on them. And that was basically what they did. They moved them back and forth between different desolate properties. And they had a good, it was just fucking Grand Theft Auto, dude. They were just Charles just, Manson's like the original exhibit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, he's like, uh, here we life. are at this house. I know y'all been thinking about taking acid and having weird ass sex. Well, uh, we're going to do that on this car. Y'all just going to grab it real quick. Yeah. We're about to fucking yo ride. <laughs> you know what's so funny is uh, it's usually like a cut. And he also is actually pimping, too. Exhibit? No, Charles Manson, uh, dude. No, that's cool, man. The exhibit calls pimping a car making it way better. How did pimping become a term for making things better? Is it just because, like, the, you like could the decorate, flashiness? Nah, yeah, maybe you could decorate girls' pussies, man. Maybe. I don't know. You know? You put some. You go down to Hobby Lobby, slap some Elmer's glue on it, and then slap some sparkles on there or whatever. And man, this we pimping this pussy up. It don't smell good. All right, man. <laughs> you and these fucking ninety nine bananas could go fuck yourself. Man, let me tell you what they pimp that alcohol. <laughs> anyway, stupid. We'll just dive back in. Um, let's go to where, I mean, the, the Tate lobby at MERS. That's the main event. That's what uh-huh. we're trying to get to. That is what everyone knows about. Now, again, this is not the definitive Charles Manson biography. That's would have taken a whole nother episode. And on top of that, it's been done over and over again. But this is the meat of it, the interesting parts. Uh, that, that's just what's going on is that Charles Manson has this group of young people completely around his finger. And the part that aren't around his finger are still just young and high as fuck all the time. Uh, street kids and going with the fucking flow. March 23rd, 1969, Manson, like he does, shows up at the address 150 Celio Drive. The idea was that he was going to meet Terry Melcher, who's a well-known record producer, uh, known for shaping the 60s, what they called the California sound. It was, you know, taking what the Beach Boys did. He was super famous for the band of Birds. Uh, he did shit with Paul Revere and the Raiders, shit that I don't know about, but I know were huge at the time. You know, it was like that hippie era. The hippie era, there was a thing going the on. The monkeys and he and kept, that shit. No, no, no. He there was a thing have. going on in fucking California, which just like surfy, fucking laid back, fucking bull station cuts. wagon. Yeah, station wagon driving, <sighs> shaggy fucking hair, American Beatles bullshit. Uh, now the place where Melcher was supposed to live, it was a rent house. It was owned by. Rudy Atobelli. And uh, Melcher didn't live there anymore. He fucking bought his own house and moved away. In February 1969, the people who lived in the house were Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski made some kick-ass movies, but then also decided to have sex with children. So, Oh, really? Man. Yeah, he's like on the run still, I think. Mm-hmm. You take it on the run, Roman. Man. You shouldn't you got let them kiss, Roman. Roman. <laughs> 
what what movies did Roman Roman make, man? He made some... Oh, Rosemary's Baby? You dumb bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinatown? Dude, Chinatown, Jack Nicholson beats the fuck out of a woman. And she incested, too. (laughs) She's just like... Slapping her around to, like he bones her. It's a dude, that's a crazy. It's a pretty good movie for like an older yeah. movie. Chinatown's pretty fucking good. It's just like a he called it noir, where it's like a detective movie, yeah. and uh, he gets to the bottom of some shit. But anyway, basically, this girl was fucked by her dad and had a daughter, and he's trying to figure out who she is. And he's like, "Who is she?" And fucking smacks the shit out of her. And she's like, "My daughter." And he's like, "No, it's your sister." And he slaps her. And she's like, "My sister." And he's like, "Tell me the goddamn truth." And slaps her again. Yeah. She's like, "It's my daughter and my sister." And is dude, it like Roman just telling on himself? Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Man, shout out to Roman Polanski's daughter. I'm sorry, man. No, what? Don't. Huh? He's a pedophile, dude. That's what I'm saying. He probably fucked his daughter. But don't shout her out like that. Yeah, she's just going through a rough time, the man. Stop! <laughs> What's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. You're a real piece of shit, buddy Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, um, I fucking know. Any <laughs> <laughs> fucking ways. Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski are living there. Uh, Manson goes to the house, and he was met at the main house by Shercock... Sher- ah, man, how the fuck do you say it? Shahrock Hatmadi. Oh. Hatami. Shahrak Hatami. Iranian photographer is the most important thing to know. That was uh, Tate's good friend. Hatami was there to take pictures of Tate in advance of her departure to Rome the following day with Roman. Manson approached the driveway and Hatami begins uh, began the first time to see Manson through the window. He opened it and addressed Manson because he saw this crazy looking fucking vagrant walking up. And I assume he was just like, hey, man, get the fuck out of here. What's like an Italian? What's an Iranian? What's the Iron Sheik sound like? Ooh. I fuck you. I fuck you, make you humble. Humble. I fuck you, make you humble. There you go. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Manson told Hatami he was looking for someone whose uh, name Hatami did not realize, and she t- told Manson to uh, try the guest house out back. Bad move, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, yeah, try the fucking back. And then, you know, Hatami was also concerned and uh, went down to the front sidewalk to go ahead and confront Manson instead of letting him out back. Sharon Tate asked him who was at the door. By the time Hatami answered, Charles was uh, given up and walking away from the house because he wasn't about to, like, go up by himself and get into a whole thing. It's again, he still didn't know that uh, Terry Melcher didn't live there at the time. So that weird bitch shows back up at night, tries to uh, forego the front of the house and just heads right back to the guest house like he was told. And uh, there's an enclosed porch. He tries to go in, and that's when he runs into Alto Belly. And uh, he was just coming out of the shower Manson asked for Melcher, and Altabelli thought that Manson had come looking for him because he had seen Charles around at several parties. He was involved in music as well. And, uh, you know, just through that scene of Beach Boys, hippie-ass California music party shit, he'd seen Manson several times. Didn't open the screen door. He just told Manson that Belcher had moved to Malibu and that he didn't know where his address is, even though he did. And uh, Manson knew that they were friends with each other from seeing him at parties. And Manson asked what he did 
and Alto Belli told him that he was in the music industry and asked Charles if he remembered that he complimented Manson on his album when they had met each other at Brian Wilson's house. When Alto Belli informed Manson that he was going out of the country with the, the Polanskis the next day, Manson said that he wanted to come back and talk about music on his return, and that's when Alto Belli said he wasn't going to be back for an entire month. So Manson said, uh, hey man, why don't I just go ahead and come in? He was like, no. And he's like, all right, well, I came earlier and they told me to go to the guest house. So I'm just going to come in and see what's going on. And Alta Billy was like, dude, no, you can't come in the fucking house, man. That's what I said. What are you, a goddamn vampire? You need permission or some shit? And uh, the dude was trying to keep it cool, though, because he knew that Manson was just being creepy as shit, standing there yeah. looking all wide-eyed and shit. And he was just like, yeah, just don't don't cause problems with the back because I don't want to get in trouble. And then Manson left again. And then Tate asked both of them if it was a creepy-looking guy from earlier in the day that had come back to the house. And, uh, of course, that would not be the last time that Sharon Tate saw Charles Manson face-to-face nope. in the flesh. But uh, that was, a, you know, you could tell right then and there he felt slighted. Number one... He acted like he didn't know Alto Belli, which may have been the case, but I think that he knew that Alto Belli was friends with Melcher and that he knew that he probably had Melcher's address. And the thing is, is that Melcher was one of those dudes who had really sugarcoated Manson and been like, well, I'm in the industry. I got to don't do this shit this episode, dude. I'm in the industry. (laughs) I got to uh, I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to get you set up. And then hearing that Manson didn't understand that it was just typical Hollywood jargon. And he really was hopeful about what he was going to get from this guy. And as a result of that one lie, it cost so much people the fucking worst reality possible. Uh You just got to tell people. No, that's what I'm getting at, motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. If you someone sucks, say, hey, man. Maybe try harder. Especially at karate. <laughs> at karate? Like you just Yeah, did. you tell them they're good, you're going to get their ass kicked. Yeah, you just karate chop me, and it was bad, man. I felt like I was going to get a blowjob right afterwards, and then you just didn't do it. Well, I slapped your hand because you're fucking zoning out again. You I wasn't zoning, man. Yeah, you were. I was looking up into my skull. <laughs> I didn't think about what I was going to say. Well, right? yeah, but fucking And look at it. I am, man. I heard what you said. All right, bitch. Some fucking guy with an Italian last name saying some dumb shit. I was saying the first episode sucked. I can't, uh, you know, there's a reason you're here, man. I can't just run the ball. The first episode did suck. It's your fault. I guess. Just he just, I don't like Marilyn Manson. It's the same thing. The same thing. Charles Manson is probably cooler than Marilyn. (sighs) Yeah, the problem with Marilyn Manson, like I, like I, what I like about him the least is that number one, the music's bad. The hot dog shit. Yeah. And, uh, he's pretty well spoken. Uh-huh. So people are always like, you know, man, it's just that when he gets that camera in front of him, he makes such good points. Yeah. He's undeniable. Like, he really thoughtful and poignant. But then the music sucks. Yeah. It's just like, you, like when well, I, before I heard it, I thought it was going to be so hard. Yeah. Because people were like, this is evil shit. And then you hear it, and it's just shitty. Well, you know, it's like, uh, I read I read his autobiography, and I was like, man, maybe you I did? Sh- yeah, it's good. It's actually really good. All right. Um... His grandpa was a weird fuck. He found like all these weird dildos with like greased up dust stains on them and shit. Yeah, uh, and, they, and they pissed cold cuts off some girl in the shower. You That's know, tight. like a, yeah, it, it's a cool book. It's a good read. So I was like, man, maybe I didn't give this a chance. I went back and listened. To it. I was like, man, this is bad. Yeah, it's not good because I read the book and the book was good. Yeah, and then yeah, I was like, well, maybe bad. the music's good. 
No. Yeah, it's like Molly Crew, like uh, Shout of the Devil, very tight. The one before that, pretty good. But yeah. then right after that, man, man, what the fuck happens? Yeah. And Shout of the Devil is actually not that good. What? There's like, no, no, no. The we're song, gonna do, the song groups. Okay, no, yeah, I listened yeah. to it this week, dude. The whole um, album? Yeah, we were supposed to review we're it, gonna, And we're going to review it. But, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I will get to it in that, but I'm just saying, like, it's got like three really good songs on it, but the rest just, yeah. Uh, but but they, they carry it. I mean, that's a good they, by definition. If it's got three badass songs, it's a good album. Yeah, it's just that uh, the first one was probably a little bit better, but then the third one, dude. I mean, they just have made pure shit. Yeah, they they basically are. They have like probably twelve albums and four or five good songs. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I watched the dirt and it was. Well, awesome the, yeah, man. but also when you're white, like you know, the first thing that happens is he eats that girl out. And she squirts everywhere yeah. at the party. That, I was like, I was I'm sold. In, I'm in for fun. I was sold. And then it stunk. It's that's exactly with their body. That's their music. That's the, just how they are. You hear shout the devil, and you're like, man, fuck yeah. And then you hear fucking kickstart my heart. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Uh, oh. Yeah, so, and, and this isn't the, you know, the framing of this would, this, if if the murders hadn't happened, this story wouldn't fucking matter at all, except for the fact that this is who Charles Manson is. Like, this wasn't something that was out of the ordinary. This dude just shows up everywhere, all the time, doing weird shit like this. This was a regular day for Charles Manson. It just blossomed into something else because of the way that Melcher treated him. Now... Not long after that, May 18th, just a couple months. Now, on top of that, like Manson, I want to like when I say he's tightening the pressure on the group, it's not, you know, so Jim Jones, like mm-hmm. he started do, in Jonestown. He started having white nights, having fake drills where they were drinking flavor aid without poison in it. But they uh, thought that they were drinking it, like preparing people to kill themselves ritually. Yeah. Um. So that is tightening the screws. That is getting someone prepared for something crazy. Yeah. He's not doing that. Again, he's flying by the skin of his teeth. But he is propagating an Armageddon. And he's doing black versus white. Human beings and God and Jesus or God and the devil, Jesus and the devil. You know, he's Jesus and the devil's coming back and they're gonna join forces. Shit that he ripped right off of the fucking process church. He's just doing like but what what's going on with this is that they're just taking a bunch of acid, doing yeah. a bunch of coke getting drunk, and then he wants to fuck these girls. Uh-huh. And and he makes it, the way that this works for him, because he's so small and weird, it's not like he's not like a good-looking guy for the day or whatever, I guess. Yeah. Like, I know this, I know along with, like, Ted, a lot of women were like, whoa, Charles, I mean, he married, like, a 20-year-old woman when he was 70-something. Yeah. So, it's not like the dude didn't have his appeal looks-wise. Uh-huh. But uh, a lot easier to just take these young girls and make them think that he's some type of fucking messiah. Oh, you know so I mean? you throw an accusing guitar on him. Man. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, and, and the idea that he's going to become the savior through his music, which you just have to hear it one time and go, oh, baby, uh-huh. <laughs> save me from this. Yep. Uh, Beatles or Charles Manson? Where do you listen to? Manson. All right. <laughs> but... Uh, so th- that's what he's using to manipulate them. And again, it's really all just narcissism and him being a sociopath. Like he is using, he wants to get his fucking rocks off. He's doing it by way of making himself out to be more than he is. And at the same time, it's feeding into him becoming a rock star. It's all 
just a part of this fucking myth that he's making for himself. I mean, it's really not a myth because he's actually doing the things. It's just that he's not do like he didn't go on stage and play a show and the, some girls want to go backstage with him like Tommy Lee. Yeah. He just fucking ranted and raved about how everyone's going to get fucking murdered with the end of the world and they need to give into the flesh and do what they want to with the Messiah now, mm-hmm. you know? And he's just exploiting these young kids and filling their head full of acid. I mean, it's not unlike Om Shinrikyo where they are just giving them acid and yeah. shocking them with tinfoil and telling them that Armageddon's coming. You think he was like making the other dudes in the crew fucking hold, uh, hold their ankles like pounded? Yeah, probably. God, dude. I mean, they're just probably continuous orgies would yeah. be my guess. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's a time period, man. Yeah. Just a group sex. But he's like fucking with an acoustic guitar. In his <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, God, dude, I'm trying to fucking stay hard. And you're Let me tell like, you, I'd rather listen to that than the Beatles. <laughs> but I'd rather have somebody shoot diarrhea in each ear than <laughs> yeah, listen yeah. to either one. Yeah, it's bad, dude. It's really not exactly something you would want to fuck to. No, no. Oh, my God. Fuck. I hate the 70s. There's not a whole lot that was going on that was cool. This is the 60s. But yeah, same thing. Same shit. Same thing. Uh, but my man... Is working for him, and uh, like I said, he's like the reason that he's propagating, trying to push that the end is coming, is so he can come. That's it. He just wants to bust, so the end is busting nearer. It's not like he's actually trying to come up with a grand plan. He's not coming to the end game like Jonestown. He's just fucking around. Um, so that uh, the the event that really starts to push things. Into the direction of like him forcing Armageddon to happen on May eighteenth, nineteen sixty nine. Uh, this dude Terry Melcher visited Spawn Ranch to hear Manson and his ladies sing. Just some fucking party ass dude they met at parties. Uh, he arranged another visit afterwards, and he brought a friend with recording gear. And uh, Melcher did not record the group. Damn. I fucking hate this. I just hate this era. I shit. understand. But you and, and and what it's important to say what happened here is what just infuriated Charles because this dude wants to come out there and bone these girls. Mm-hmm. He's a famous record producer. He's now doing what Charles does to other people and exploiting him. And that's giving Charles false hope. By June, Manson is telling the family that they may have to show and this is Manson's words, blacks, how to start Helter Skelter, which is taken from the Beatles song. Mm-hmm. Manson tasked Tex Watson, who we introduced last time, by with obtaining money for recording the album and to prepare for the end times. Now, remember, this fucking album is what is going to kick off fucking Armageddon. And because it's so bad, people are going to absolutely fucking rage out. Now, what, what Tex Watson did is he started hustling drug dealers, which is never a good fucking idea. Oh, no. You don't want to go to war with people. who And this then these people are, if not Black Panthers directly adjacent to Black Panthers, involved in motorcycle gangs. Uh, so July 1st, 1969, Tex Watson lives at the ranch. His plan to make money is to burn a drug dealer. And what I mean by burn is he tells him that he's going to have X amount of drugs to get the money. When the guy shows up with the money, he fucking robs him. Uh-huh. Doesn't kill him, but robs him. Don't do that. You kill him. I mean, don't do that. But if you're going to do it, that's the only choice. Because no one's going to let their money that's dealing drugs just get away from them. No. Or really, anyone's not going to let their money get let away tell from you, them. I mean, how much would he, did he get him for? A 2500 bucks. So basically what happened is that he got this dude that was a for sure gangster named Bernard Crow. The alias was Lots of Papa. 
Man. Probably because he had a huge piece, I'm guessing. Lots, lots of Papa, or maybe he was fat. Papa, one of the two. But, uh, or Papa John's. <laughs> yeah, he just had a bunch of pizzas laying, a bunch of racist pizzas. But, man, once it gets over once it gets over a cool G, man, yeah. you better just kill him. Yeah. I mean, just I in mean, general. The blatant disrespect. Because if they're showing well, up. Well, you know, the dude showed up and he was supposed to have pot. He didn't have it, and then he uh, fucking stuck the dude up and take, he's a weed took dealer. his money. Yeah, yeah, that's the right. So, so then, uh, <laughs> the, the dumb these fucking retards. Whoopsie. What do you mean whoopsie? Yeah, these fucking retard, retard. <laughs> <laughs> these fucking feebs. Uh, their plan is to. You know, the the dude is going around now telling people that he's going to fucking kill them. You know, it's like it wasn't uh, wasn't fucking cut and dry. Um, and then back to back with that stupid shit is uh, <laughs> this other dude that's hanging around. This friend of Charles, his name is uh, Bobby Buscelli, which is so Buscelli, which is so close to Bobby Boot, like the fucking Bobby water boy. Boucher, man. Yeah, yeah. So he, hey Bobby, it's me, your daddy, we're Beto. So now the, the, his friend gets burned the same way, which I guess this is a common occurrence. There's no cameras and shit. It's just street justice out here. But he's supposed to be selling drugs to this dude, um, to this gang, the straight Satans, to this musician dude. Straight Satans. Straight Satans. Tired as fuck. Not the gay Satans, but the straight ones. Man, <laughs> okay. is pretty good. I feel like Satan is definitely gay, but whatever, dude. Yeah, dude. He don't give a fuck. I he, think he just fucks whatever he, he likes. He gets a whole He can and fuck he, whatever he likes. Man, he just goes up bowling in any kind of colon. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, so he got burned for hundreds of bucks, and uh, he blames it on this dude, Gary Hinman, who was a musician. So Boselli goes to Hinman's home with a gun and a knife, and he took some with the members of the family. He took Atkins, Brunner, Bruce Davis, and Charles Manson. And Charles really fucking escalates thing and cuts off Boselli's ears, or Hinman's ear. And then that fucking gets... Buscelli all hyped up, who is a hardened criminal. He's a legitimate uh-huh. criminal. He shoots him and him and dies. And then Atkins decides to write political piggy on the wall in him blood, which is what really started the fucking uh, helter skelter type of narrative. So the so then um, Charles Manson sets up a visit between the. Uh, uh, lots of Papa, <laughs> because lots he, of he's Papa. telling people that he's going to fuck them up now. Man, he is, man. Lots of Papa, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, he's going to want to fuck with lots of Papa, because he's probably going to stick his giant fucking penis down you your throat. You jive-ass motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. ain't going to fuck with lots of Papa. Yeah, yeah you're going to get you fucking job. You're going to pull out a long, one of them long, dirty, hairy type of pistols, yeah, dude, and just start to popping. Man, but you got maybe sh- that's why he's lots of Papa, because he's popping shots. Man, or... Well, if he had a small dick, man. Yeah. That's a, that's a jalapeno papa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a short fucking. Dipping his ass in rubber. Yeah. Jive. Jive is a cool word from the 70s. Man. The jive ass ranch. Jive ass ranch, man. <laughs> that's a fucking ranch that they should have really fucking made and happened to brainwash people. That's yeah. a jive ass ranch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hidden yeah, Valley yeah, Mally, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, god damn it, dude. <laughs> Just fucking laughing at your stupid ass. So, here's the move here. Um, lots of Papa gets fucking burned. He's pissed off. He wants to kill 
everybody. And uh, so what Charles does is he sets up a fucking meeting. They go over to Crow's house, and Charles is like, look, man, you got to beef with one of my friends, but you know me, dog. I'm on the street and up, and I'm going to come over and make this shit. I'm going to get him to give you your money back. We're going to come over and just sort this shit out, baby. So he gets everything together, heads over there. And then, uh, this is not a confirmed fact either, by the way. It's something that, you know, Manson is admitted. People put it on Manson. Some people said it every other way. But I always keep in mind that Manson is absolutely full of shit all the time, anytime, every time about everything. Just trying to get his way, make himself fit in however he can. Um, So when Manson gets over there and uh, they fucking meet up, is that, you know, basically... Manson fucking shows up at his apartment and fucking blasts him. He wants to do it. If you believe everyone's version of the story that was full of shit, Manson shot this motherfucker himself at the uh-huh. uh, at the meeting. Now he does now, and when I say he shoot, like you could tell that he never had fucking shot anybody before because they didn't. He didn't shoot him. He shot him one time. He didn't uh, go and examine the body. They just got the fuck out of there as quick as they could. But then he thought that he killed him for sure because there was a news report of a Black Panther's body being dumped. And, uh, you know, Manson had told them to dump the evidence or whatever. He hadn't taken care of it himself. And uh, Crow was not actually a Black Panther. But then Manson started telling everybody that they were going to be retaliated against by the Black Panthers. And so they all flocked to Spawn Ranch. And he started putting armed guards out front, which was an easy way for him to start manipulating everybody into thinking, like, here, here we go. Here we fucking go. We, uh... First, black, white on black violence. Black Panthers going to come together. They're going to come out here for you. They're going to come out here for me. We're going to kill these job motherfuckers. Job. <laughs> Man, you know, hitting them old dice on the fucking rearview mirror and shit yeah. in his car. And, and yeah, <laughs> dude, I, but dude, Charles Manson was the pimp. I just feel like he was, <laughs> like, yeah. look at this job ass bitch. Coming around here. Going to give me my money. You, dude, have you ever seen Quentin Tarantino on BET? That interview? Uh-uh. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! He's on like he's on that show 106 in Park. Yeah, and they're talking to him. I believe it's Kill Bill two that had just come out. Man, I missed that show. That was a good show. 106 in Park. Yeah, maybe Django. I I'm pretty sure it was Kill. I think it was no nah, yeah, Django. Django. Yeah, Django wasn't going on. So they're talking to him, and he just progressively acts more and more black. And uh, at one point, they're like, so, like, what, what were you up to? He's like, man, you know, it's just like me and my mans, we was uh, bebopping. We was kicking around down there in them streets. And we was just like, hey, man, y'all ever think about putting a thing or two together? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's chill tight. And you just see the entire ensemble of, of 106 and Park's face fucking. Yeah, uncomfortable. Seized. Yeah, dude, they're blown away. But they have to just keep going and act cool with it. It's worth looking up. But I feel like that's what Charles Manson was talking like the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah these drive-ass turkeys want to fuck with me. We're going to uh, put them all together, man. We're going to bring them on down here. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, boy. Put it all. We're going to pull a piece out. What's the cap? Plop, plop. Listen, slap. this podcast just documents fucking human beings fucking dumb shit. That's mm. really just mm-hmm. it, man. Mm-hmm. That's a, everything from us. To that interview, to goddamn fucking Charles Manson. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah, so it all just revolves <laughs> around sex. Now, when Tex Watson was on trial... Yeah, everything does. Of course, yeah. baby. Well, now, when Tex Watson was on trial, and uh, he was pinning his fucking book together, he's still in his book and on trial, because and their defense was basically that they were brainwashed and insane. 
He said if they needed any more proof that Helter Skelter was coming down very soon, that was it. That black was trying to get their chosen ones. Now, they're going to start referring to all black people directly as black or blacky. And uh, the fact that the Black Panthers were going to defend one of their own, again, just sealed in their mind that it was going down. Now, back to Gary Allen Henman. He was a music teacher. He had a Ph.D. uh, No, he's a music teacher and a Ph.D. student at UCLA. God, dude. Spazzing it. It's all right. (laughs) Uh, Everyone that had known him described him as a kind, gentle soul. The reason that he got hooked up with Manson in the first place is that he would open his house to people that needed a place to stay, which, you know, free love, the peace movement. And that's the problem. That's the reason why you can't do shit like this is because of assholes in the world like Charles Manson. You feel like you should be able to, like, dude, the other day, uh, we were at Walmart, me and the kids, and this old lady, and when I say old, dude, I mean, she had a cane, like, orthopedic shoes, and she had a shopping list with her. And, like, her hustle was a little bit sketchy to me in the first place because uh, she was, like, real insistent on showing me her shopping list, and she had a bag with her and shit. And she was like, sir, sir, sir. And I was like, yeah. She's like, can you help me out? I was like, well, it depends on what you need help with. Because I had the kids with me. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go physically do something. And it's an old lady. I don't know. If, you know, I don't. Yeah, you Like, know. I, I kind of thought she might be asking me to, like, go get her, like, physically get her groceries. And I was going to be like, well, you know, I got my kids. That it's not really something I can do right now. Which sucks. But anyway, she was just like, I don't have any money. And I don't get any until two weeks from now. And I got this grocery list. And I need these things. And she like, show me the list. And I, at first, I was like, oh, man, this poor old lady. Like, I cracked my wallet up. I gave her 24 bucks, which is a lot of fucking money to me. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, she was like, oh, thank you so much. And so she's, like, supposedly going to go shopping and shit, you know. So, like, by the time I get the kids in the car and shit, get them buckled up, start the car. Check and make sure I got everything. It had probably been 10 minutes. And then she was walking towards the store. And then I see her fucking holding the cane up in her armpit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking. Were you at the marketplace? No. I was at the uh, the regular Walmart Supercenter, my friend. Okay. And uh, yeah, she had the cane under her armpit. The bag was gone. Mm-hmm. And she's just fucking no problem walking out to her car, <laughs> which was like a nicer car than my Scion. Let me tell you what, dude. Uh, whatever. Dude, Point is. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, there's some there's some fucking old motherfuckers in our town yeah. that are, you know, they're either homeless or on the verge of it. Well, salute to them. They're good hustlers, dude. Hey, man. If you, I get, know me, if you get me, dude. Because, yeah, if you get me, dude, then. Hey, and, and they can, man. Sometimes they really draw you in, but. Well, I was more just like, I had never been, I mean, she had to be like 80. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had never been approached by an old woman before asking yeah. for money. But then I should have known, like, where I looked back and was like, oh, she was definitely scamming me because she was like, I got this grocery list. That's what it is. There's always, like, an instance. You know what I yeah. mean? It's always something way too specific. Like, why wouldn't you just say, like, I can't afford food and I'm, I just need to get some stuff? Yeah, man. Let me get you. you yo. Like, that's someone sad. And she was like, this is so embarrassing. I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, because they're cute old ladies yeah. and shit. Yeah. I mean, at least she doesn't like, I know your kids are around or whatever. Well, how about you drop them off back with you? <laughs> Come back here and fuck the shit out of me. I'm real hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the doctors told me that uh, 
the only thing that will keep me alive is about a gallon of bust. Yeah. Go ahead and pull out that kielbasa and yep. we'll see what's up. Yeah, it's more of a... Hey, there's somebody you're a woman that could take a dick. I bet. I don't know, man. They've been beaten to death their whole life. Dude, if they're that wild at 80, they were yeah, real true. wild when they were 20. That's true. They could take a big hog all the way <laughs> to the <laughs> love, man. Well, the, you know, I mean, you can't beat it. You know, you fuck their hips up. I, as sad as it is, I was not being fucking squandered out by an old lady. It was yeah. just that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, she, I mean, she may not have hustled me. It's whatever, dude. Honestly, if she would have just been like, hey, dude, can I have some money? That would have been better. Because looking back. It's like, you know, the specifics thing. What's the, oldest, what's the oldest lady you've ever fucked? Not that old, dude. Okay. Nothing interesting. Yeah. 40-something. How old were you when you did that? 20. How old was that when I got married? <laughs> you was 23? Yeah, around that time. So married for 10 years. You had to be like 19. No, nah, dude, I was like twenty one or two. Yeah, yeah. It was during them wild times. Oh man. When I had the loft. Yeah, I, the I sex fucking, loft. <laughs> I pounded a thirty two year old woman yeah. one time. She bought me a forty ounce and I was like, Well, you know, this is sex. <laughs> yeah, she had a seven yeah, she yeah. had a seventeen year old, but she was like thirty two. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me about this shit. Yeah, dude, it was wild. I set up a hammock one time in a park, and she yeah. was texting me. She's like, you just won't talk to me. I, mean, I was just told her. I was like, oh, I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, I feel like you definitely took advantage of me. And she was like, what do you mean? But meanwhile, I'm just jacking my shit in that hammock. Dude. Come on. I feel the hammock, man. <laughs> I had kicked <laughs> the fuck out of the bottom of them watch it splish splash <laughs> or if I was fishing to put a fucking couple of, couple of goldie boys in that fucking pond man goldie boys <laughs> dude just imagine you're a goldfish enjoying your life yeah. and someone throws you in a pond full of bust yeah man oh. extra creamy crackers yeah, anyway, so man, what we fucking danced away from is my man Gary Hinman he's a super nice fucking guy He's not rich, but he does have, like, a he's pretty well-to-do family-wise. Like, he's got a nice house, but again, he's on that free love shit. He's a fucking hippie. He lets people come and go as they need to. Come and go. But the thing is about this time period is, like, that's not that unusual. That's just the movement. So, again, back to that old lady. It's just it sucks that people preyed on people and really ruined this shit. So, Manson... Looking around at what he had, was fairly certain that he was rich, like stocks, bonds, owned the property. And because of that, Manson sent over this dude that, like I said, that there's two versions of what happened. And uh, Bobby Boussolele, God damn it, dude. Bobby, Bobby Boucher? Yeah. Bobby Beausoleil. 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 <laughs> Went with Mary Bruner and Susan Atkins to Hinman's house on July 25th, 1969. To, to, and, and, and it, one, um, one version of it is that Hinman had wronged them on a drug deal. But why the fuck would a music teacher be involved with the straight Satans? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? doesn't make any sense and everyone yeah. said he was super nice so it seems more like the reality a music of teacher involved with the motorcycle gang the straight satans i can tell you what's cool there's two things that are cool on cocaine yeah sex yeah and music 
Yeah, okay. Uh, it's a short-term thing. Right. Like, man, if Grindcore was coming out whenever people were addicted to cocaine. Right. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So now, supposedly the dude owes Hinman money one way or the other. And uh, the idea is that because this guy's got stocks and bonds and he's cool with Manson, that they're going to be able to talk him into signing over his inheritance <coughs> to fucking <laughs> this crew. Um, and so what they do is they take him hostage uh-huh. because they got to get him to sign it over. And it's like, even in the 1960s, I'm fairly certain that you could not kidnap somebody and force them to write everything over to you and then cash that in at some point mm-hmm. and then not be charged for fucking murder, you dumb fucks. It so, depends on how much you lick your fuck mustache. Yeah, and then the the, the whole ear-cutting-off thing. Supposedly, Manson did it with a sword, which is pretty tight. That's cool. Yeah, man. just, what just kind of imagine sword? him showing up. I don't know, but, you know, you know how he's just like, oh, man, yeah, I've been man. fucking... Uh, it's like a short blade, but double-edged. This samurai type of shit, but Bruce Lee gonna get my fucking fuck on. He gonna come on down to your jive-ass with this blade of destruction. Let me tell you what, man. i tell you what, he cut the motherfucker's ear off. He had a Masonic blade. Oh yeah, you're right. They're because short you know man. how they're Had controlling his it. mind hey, man, deep sh- within the powers yo, of the Illuminati. Man, shout out to Seth's dad. He gave him a fucking uh he gave him a straight up Masonic blade, dude. It's the coolest goddamn thing I've ever seen in my life. He just hangs it up on his amp. Yeah. I mean it definitely makes the wrist way heavier. But dude, that is a double edged sword. Oh yeah, that is it cool. is short, man. Yeah. Well, hey, perhaps. Two fucking shakes. Yeah, so, you know, him and fucking died. We, that part was absolutely correct. Now, political piggy part was totally true. They drew a Black Panther paw to uh, signify that it was a racially motivated crime just to kick off the war. Which, again, that's all after the fact. These are all spur-of-the-moment things. It's a way for Charles to tie things together and, uh, you know, blame it on somebody else and not feel bad about it. Now... Where Busselelli, I can never, I'll never say it right. Where this fucking dipshit, Busselil, said that he went to him and his house to recover the money for drugs they supposedly had. Uh, he added that they all came with him unaware of his intent. So they, they were of no wrong. He just did it on himself. And uh, Atkins said that she knew that they were going to snatch that dude's the inheritance, which was supposedly $21,000. Bolsalil was arrested on August 6, 1969 because his dumbass was driving around in Hinman's car and also had the fucking murder weapon in the car. Again, we're not dealing with the fucking upper echelon, the great minds of our time. God damn it. Manson told family members at Spawn Ranch, now is the time for Helter Skelter. We sent the political message this is it, man. This is it. Man, I, you know what I don't like? I hate whenever fucking regular motherfuckers try to hustle street motherfuckers or try to do some street shit, and they ain't good at it. I fucking yeah, hate that shit. Absolutely. I fucking hate it. That's, I mean, you're just not pulling the wool over anyone's eyes at a certain point. It, t- it In a way, it does take a dumb fuck to murder somebody because the odds of getting away with it are so... And especially, like, on the fly... We're not talking about BTK, who meticulously plans shit out. We're talking about dumb fucks. And that's going to be Charles' downfall, is that he is associated with fucking morons. Uh. Anyone that's going to believe this dipshit about an oncoming grace war is dumb as shit. They're dumb. And if they're not dumb, they're too young to be smart the right way. You know what I mean? 
It's just fuckery. And then drug-fueled brains. So let's go on to August 8th, 1969. You got Tex Watson. And Tex Watson has become more of a catalyst than Charles Manson. Like, he is ready to go. All the shit that Charles Manson said about the race war and how they might need to kick it off. He he's propagated these things, but Tex Watson has absolutely taken charge and is getting pissed off. If it, you know, if you've read or seen Lords of Chaos, and you believe that line of story, the way that Varg would harangue and harass Euronymous into doing things, because Euronymous, I mean, if you believe Lords of Chaos, Euronymous is just like Charles Manson. He's got the ideas. Yeah. He's getting people to do stuff. He wanted to burn churches, so people burn churches. And Varga's like, no, dude, I'm the one going and doing this shit. Yeah. You are not. It's me doing it. So shut the fuck up. And you said it, so we'll do it. And and uh, they're all fucking horned up for it, too. Like, they want to make it happen. And it's too, they're too far gone. And it seems like a couple of times Charles wants to backpedal away from him. He tries to focus their attention on different things. Like, don't forget, we got to get this fucking album done. Before this all kicks off and everyone yeah. else is like, well, fuck it. We're already implicated in two murders now. So, you know what? If it is time and you said it was time the last time you were here, we better keep this fucking steam train going. And it all gets away from him. So Tex Watson, Susan Atkins, Linda Kasabian and big fucking Patty. Big, big, hairy, stinky. Patty. large fucking Mars. <laughs> yeah, you? Hey, man, big Patty could get it by the by. Yeah, yeah, dude. She, you know, is there a pick? I went back and yeah, there's pics. I went back and looked and like she was big. I mean, you know, who cares about hair and a smell on her face or what? Ah, uh, I mean, it's said that has been said, but man, that's probably like older age. You just flip them over, man. Yeah, man, you even just get that. I know, dude. You know what I mean? Hair, yeah, butt, whatever. Yeah, it don't matter. Oh well, it matters to me. Yeah, you don't like that. I don't, man. I've 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 boned a tone, man, a couple of times. Yeah, and, you uh, ran into a. I can't. I ran into, ran some, into a predicament. Hey, I got back problems. You know, yeah, you know what that's I'm saying. True. That is true. I had an old girl one time, and uh, she wanted me to fuck her ass on the couch, man. And you know her her boyfriend. Uh, I think they're still together now, but um, I uh, got ready to just stick it in there, man. It just yeah. looked like a fucking nice French baker smiling back at me with that fucking thin ass mustache. <laughs> I tried to shove it. I was getting ready to <laughs> shove that shit up her ass, man. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> shove that shit up her ass. <laughs> and, I, and I can't do it, man. I just looked at her. I said, my, my, my back's hurting. And she goes, what's going on? I was like, man, it's hurting. I'm spasming. I got to go home. And you I, just left. No, oh, I drank a whole gallon of whiskey, man. I didn't have no whiskey. I was ready to go, dude. And then I saw that and, and it just killed it, man. And you know what I did, man? I got the fuck smooth out yeah i don't really give a fuck about butt hair but no this wasn't just butt hair <laughs> it was a french mustache man it, you like the pringles guy dude yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did man man but you know that. it's the only time i've ever tried to pop it and i couldn't stop it man <laughs> 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 i had to get the fuck on out man yeah sure it's a bad time and i and I, I you know like the the fucking couch was right there in the where the living room was and then yeah. and those like 1970s fucking curtains were spread out yeah you could definitely drive by and see what was up you know <laughs> yeah yeah and I was, I mean, my face probably Someone told the like, tale, uh, man. fucking looks in the window was like, man, is that guy about to fuck the Pringles, man? <laughs> Yo, son, th- this pig was a squirter. 
<laughs> like fucking, I just had to go. Man. I hope and pray that she listens to this. She probably does. That is fucking awesome. I just feel man, bad, man. It was, yeah, you do now that you have to reflect with the fact that she might hear you say that. But no, 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 I don't care. <laughs> I really don't give a shit, man. You, you got, know, you couldn't. You were too afraid to stick your dingle in a Pringle. <laughs> That's all that happened there, baby. Yo, I mean, there was a reason why them lights was out, and then we got out there, and the lights was on, and I was like, "Yo, fam, we got a fucking." <laughs> Yo, yeah. how you don't trim up your mustache hairs in your ass? Yeah, well, you probably don't know that the fucking Pringles guy's popping out back there. Dude, you fucking have no <laughs> idea, man. There wasn't no flavor I could savor in that butt. Ever since I did that Quentin Tarantino thing, you've really been fucking picking up on that, dude. Man, it's You're like rhyming, saying fam. That's how I've always been, man. <laughs> no, though. it's not, dude. I mean, maybe not fam, but I've always been rhyming. <laughs> I'm like a dirty cat yeah, in the hat. That is, yeah. <laughs> You're a fucking shit in the scat, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, crap, man. Whoa, man. Yeah, so now, anyway, um, supposedly Charles told them directly, hey, man, y'all got to go to the house where Melcher used to live and totally destroy it as gruesome as you can. And Watson sticks to this day that Manson told the women to do it. So they all get together and they're going to go over to this house. At midnight, the four family members approach the property. Tex, who had been over there before, went up the telephone pole and cut the line. Just imagine that. That is like this is before methamphetamine. And cocaine is not near as strong. So you got to get real fucking zooted up. And this dude just fucking scampers up a telephone pole and cuts the lies, dude. Just imagine, dude. Imagine Zoom if you uh, scoop, dude, man. Imagine if you were across the fucking street and he just fucking and fucking scoots that shit up and cuts the fucking telephone line off. That is fucking hilarious to me. Just some fucking cokehead. And then he slides back down. What the group did, they took their car to the bottom of the hill that led to the estate parked and then walked over to the house which is not a bad idea and they trying to set not set any alarms off which i imagine that the alarm technology in the fucking 1960s wasn't too powerful there's a brush barrier to the right of the gate they didn't want to open the gate to set the alarm off yeah climbed over it they entered to the grounds and uh, right as they come into their headlights approach them from across the property watson told all the women to hide in the bushes he got out and pointed a 22 caliber pistol at Stephen Parent and he was just a visiting groundskeeper of the property and he told him to get the fuck out of the car. Watson goes right after Parent with his knife out cuts his palm rips all the tendons in his hand out all the way through to the watch in his hand and then shoots him four times in the chest and gut he died immediately which seems crazy from a 22 uh, then Watson Calls the women to help him push the car further up the driveway so no one notices anything. Do you think that perhaps they would have noticed the four fucking gunshots that just went off? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, we're not, again, once again, we're not in school right now. Yeah. We're in fucking getting your GED at 25. I mean, you just got to <laughs> smell in bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hey, I ain't saying nothing. Yeah, so what's I'm funny scared. is like the way Tex Watson describes it is that they sneak through the front lawn and then uh, Kasabian searches through any openings in the house. Watson starts cutting the window and they climb through it, the screen basically, and smash the window open. Watson told Kasabian to keep an eye on the gate. So all she did is stand by 
um, the uh, the AMC sedan that they had just moved. And Watson removes the screen, slips through the window, lets Arkins and, and big fucking Patty <clears throat> through the window that he opened after he smashed in. Watson's whispers to Atkins and a sleeping guest that was in the house woke up. Not from the four gunshots, not from the window breaking, but from him whispering to Atkins. Watson runs over to him, kicks him in the head. The guest asks what he wants. And Watson replies, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business. Tight. Yeah, that is cool. And that's a quote you've heard before, for sure. Yeah, and um, you, have you ever seen Devil's Rejects? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, but, uh, it's also a hilarious fucking proposition. Like, you just got kicked in the head, and you're like, I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, man, that's a scripture, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is a cool fucking quote. Uh, and Watson told Atkins to uh, search the house. She finds three other occupants, um, her and big, ass, strong ass Patty, snag him up, force him into the living room at knife point. Watson ties up Tate and Sebring, who they had found together by their necks with the heat. Now, and also, Watson had brought a whole kid. He had knives for everybody, he had his gun, and you could easily order somebody around at gunpoint. Ties him up, he had rope neck to neck, which seems insane. Took the remaining rope and slung it over a wooden beam in the living room, letting him know that if they tried to run, that he would pull and kill them both. Sebring's whole point to Watson was that she's eight months pregnant, Sharon Tate is. So if you do anything, do it to us. Leave the eight-month pregnant woman out of this. Yeah. When he said Commendable. That, yeah, for sure. And then that caused Watson to go into a rage. He shot him and, and stabbed him. Um, Folger, who they also found, was taken to the back bedroom and uh, begged Tex Watson to stop, told Watson that uh, she had a purse, she would give him whatever whatever he wanted. And uh, Watson said, okay, opened up her purse. There was only 70 bucks. He took that, stabbed Sebring seven more fucking times right Ooh, in front of her. Buddy. Um <laughs> Frykowski was the person. Frykowski? Frykowski. Man, that's the guy that made them good ass curly fries. That is, yeah, he probably invented Rally's fries, dude. Frykowski. Those are good, man. That's a hell of, that's gotta be the it's best. It's like fry. them and Arby's, man. It's uh, a tie. Dude, that's I a like, tie. I like, uh, no, nah, I like Rally's way more than Arby's. I don't look like the curly fries, dumb. What do you mean? You gotta soak that old slam boy, man? Well,. My you thing is yo-yo that shit. No, no, check this out, dude. Okay. Rally's fries. Mm-hmm. They're cut into regular fries. Uh-huh. Then they're breaded with Cajun seasoning and fried again. Yeah, man. Now, this a thick. It's got a crunch. It's just like Popeye's fries. It's got oh, a, those are good, man. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah. it's got a crunch to it, but then also it's got like a soft potato element of it. But, man, I think... The, I now, think, the curly yeah, fry... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Real thin. A mm-hmm. little bit too... Dry and crispy. Uh-huh. I like the crisp, but I like the 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 give of yeah. the potato flake part of the ins. You know what I'm saying? Man, I don't like my shit hard. I don't like to be able to fucking fidget spin that old boy. No, I, I mean that's a like, fidget spinner of fucking fries. You yo-yo that shit before you you yo-yo. Oh yeah, you're playing with it for sure. You're you're diddling, but I don't put it in ketchup. I put that shit in a horsey sauce. Man, I like sexual food. Curly fries. You can wrap a curly fry around your dick. That is true. You can jack off. You could. You can't jack with a curly I mean, you fry, can't get dude. a good tight grip. You can't <laughs> tight grip that fucking curly fry on your dick. I can't believe that this is what we have devolved to. 
I mean, you ain't got no ranch. What do you do? Well, I like a horsey sauce, man. You get that old fucking creamy screwed. <laughs> man. Horsey sauce is good, too. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. But that's just we should get a, that's We horse. should get a horsey sauce and then just take that with us to rallies and get the better fry. All right. The, I think that I'm pretty sure, haven't been there, haven't tried it, but I think the Taco Bell's rattlesnake fry is a similar scenario. Those fries are good, dude. Are they? Yeah. I mean, Taco Bell ain't doing no wrong, except for the diarrhea part. I don't care about that. Really? Anyway, bitch, fuck this shit. Fry, we've gone into fry culture because this guy has got fry in his name. He's the guy that got kicked in the head when fucking Watson busted in. He got tied up with a towel, got himself loose, jumps on Atkins. They're wrestling with each other. He gets loose, tries to run to the door, gets to the porch. But Watson sees this happening, runs after him, pistol whips Frykowski, and then stabs him repeatedly right there on the porch, then finally shot him. When the pistol broke and all that fucking chaos, so now the pistol's rendered useless. We'll probably from smacking him in the fucking head with it. Was it a Chinese pistol? Shut up, man. At this man, time, you remember whenever people were like, What are you talking about? You know how old motherfuckers were? Like, that's probably a Chinese blade. Oh, uh, yeah. Because the shit would just break. And it's like, yeah, What the true. fuck, man? What does that mean? That's just old people shit. Yeah, I think it's because, you know. Because you don't buy American. We start, no yeah, we're losing all of our manufacturing jobs and opportunities. That's exactly what the fuck happened. And the Chinese are making all these shit ass goods, and now we're fucked. You buy you got a, a 22? How much it cost you back Dude, in? Just like a couple weeks ago in the gym, there's these two old dudes talking, mm-hmm. like in their 60s. And this guy came in, and the guy was like, is that your Honda? And the guy was like, yeah. And he was like, a piece of shit. And, and the dude drives. Yeah, exactly. It's like the most reliable form of transportation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, every one of those, every single Honda sold takes away from the mouths of five or six Americans. Like, what the fuck? Let me tell you, you. But the, yeah, but then we like, lived in the most American fucking gym oh, that yeah, there dude. is, man. It's so ridiculous. There's some conversations dude. that happen. It's like, man, I'm glad I lived here. Because there's some hard motherfuckers that live there, but yeah. dude, it's just old dudes. So. Then when it gets to the politics and shit, but they don't have the internet. Like, like they, no, like they do. They have the no, no phone, no cell phone, no Listen, internet. I love the dude that teaches us how to live shit. Yeah, but he straight up was like, "Man, fuck a cell phone." Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, I love that. No respect. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm on that cell phone fucking tip right now. Yeah, uh, for yeah, number, yeah. I mean. But it's not like some anti- I can't I can't afford to pay my bill, but it makes me sound cool if I'm like, fuck technology. Oh, I'm I'm paid in like six months. Man. Yeah, I'm on three right now. But you got a phone, though. Yeah, but it ain't mine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's broken. <laughs> Already, man. Let me tell you something, man. If you get a phone that ain't yours, you definitely won't take care of it the way it needs to. I mean, listen, I like listen to hard shit, and I can at my job, yeah. and I do. Yeah, sure. But it, it, there's no fucking Chinese fucking breakdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, just, man. That's a Honda breakdown. Yo, what about uh, Sand, bitch? That's Japanese. Oh, yeah. That's that just hard. That's Listen, a Honda hardcore, dude. That's that band Abigail, that fucking black metal band that writes some hard. Abigail Williams? No, no. That's just sucks. Abigail. All it's right. like some black thrash shit. Dude, yeah. fuck. Yeah. I love it, man. Uh, Viscera Infest, dude. Dude. Oh, white that chacho. <laughs> that shit is good, man. That drummer is sick as fuck. Dude, you got some hard S's on the mic today, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, bitch, back to this murder. You're taking away from the most dramatic part of the whole thing. I know you don't like Charles Manson, but this is the climax, you dumb bitch. Okay, get to it, man. (laughs) Get to it. I'm ready. His fucking pistol broke because he smacked a guy in the back of the head, stabbed him seven times. Kasabian got pulled away from where she was at by horrifying sounds on the property. Now, she told Atkins that someone was coming because she wanted the murders to stop is what she would say in her trial. She tried to cause a diversion to get them to f- stop fucking slaughtering everybody in the house. Folger had escaped from Big Patty, fled out the bedroom door to the pool area. Folger was pursued to the front lawn by Big Patty, who caught her, stabbed her, and slammed her on the ground. Because you know Big Patty don't fuck around. Yeah, you gotta slam that, bitch. Yeah, Big Patty did probably <laughs> fucking belly-to-back suplex, I'm guessing. Or a fucking tombstone pile driver. Strong yeah. as fuck. And she turned around and said, a missionary, and goes, go ahead and fuck me. <laughs> now, Watson came over, of course. I'm a dragon off to Big Patty tonight. That's good, man. By the, by the time Watson was able to fucking kill her, Folger had already been stabbed 28 times in that fury by Big Patty. Frykowski was not quite dead yet, still trying to get to Watson across the lawn. Watson ran up to him while he's in his fucking final stages of life, lost his shit, screaming right in the middle of the fucking lawn, stabs him 51 fucking times. Damn. That's hard to fucking believe. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... 51 times. That's a lot. That Listen, man, getting stabbed... Oh, it depends on where you stabbed at, but, dude, right a... No, right, it's not easy, dude. Like, cutting through meat. A thick, it's just a, like the stomach area makes sense, but, like, above that, man? Nah, st- I mean, still, you're, like, having to... In the to, neck? I mean, you I get stabbed sprayed. a person, but like cutting like food at my job, like yeah. sometimes if the knife's not just sharp enough, it's hard to cut a fucking bell pepper. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like you're, just, but dude, above the above the neck, like above the chest and shit. Oh yeah, it just sprays you down, dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, there, they, dude, there is. I'm telling you, there is fucking blood everywhere, man. And inside, Tate is pleading with them. The saddest fucking plea of all time. Like, hey, just... You can come back and kill me. I'll be your hostage. Just let me have this baby. Hold me down. Take me away. Someone will give you money for me. You can use me. You can do whatever you want to. Just let me have my baby. Mm. Watson and Atkins both took claim for this. Not exactly sure what happened, but during both their trials, they both, you know, everyone tried. That's another thing is that during the trials, everyone took credit for everything. Like they, it was, they, you know, they. you've seen the iconic picture of the girls all walking together. You've seen Tex Watson. You've seen Manson all in those blue jumpsuits going to trial. And uh, anytime Manson was around, they just really boasted and tried to take all the blame from this. So, <clears throat> between the two of them, Tate was stabbed 16 times. And <sighs> knife went through the baby. Oh, my God. Uh, Watson later wrote in his book that as she was being killed, Tate cried, Mother, mother. Now, Manson had told the family, leave a sign. Quote, something witchy. <laughs> <sighs> Atkins took the towel which was originally tied around Frykowski's hand, dipped it in Tate's blood, and wrote pig on the house front door. Really? Which was witchy. like the iconic fuck yeah, witchy shit. 
The killers ditched their clothes and weapons in the hills behind their house. That's, uh, I mean, it's just a nightmare, dude. Like, uh, we, you felt like we got off track in that murder, but like the important thing to think about here is start to finish, you know, it barely took an hour and they just unplanned rampaged it. Yeah. And it, it was, you know, that the thing about Charles is like in this particular murder is that it was supposedly on his word, on his order, his fault. And you got to think that like. You know, Tex Watson's placed in the group. I th- I think that they just they just liked it. They wanted to kill. Like I think Tex Watson was a like a for sure murderer. Yeah, he wanted to kill people. He was like a rail riding hard ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's always so weird. Like once he gets the kids, even if they're like in the womb, man, it just fucks me up, man. I just don't like that shit. That's why I, I just that's pretty much where I blame fucking everything on with the Beatles. They this this were, is the Beatles' fault. They, they, they were, were communicating. They were responsible. They were communicating with Charles Manson. They told him to kick this shit off. And all the words that he took from that. The Beatles are fucking long-term abortion. Hey, pig. Piggy, pig, pig. Yeah. A piggy, pig, pig. How's that fucking Nice Nail song go? I don't know, it's something man. like that. It's like, goodbye, pig, pig, pig. A piggy, pig, pig. Yeah. Hey, pig. You should love that song. Oh, dude. I love it. Yeah. But it don't got hey, nothing pig. to do with that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, um, man, fuck that. Yeah, so all. like the very fucking next night, all high as fuck on this shit. August 9, 1969, six of the family members. You got Leslie Van Houten. You got Steve, Klim, Grugen. Klim, Grugen? <laughs> yeah, dude, Klim's German. cool, man. Klim, Grugen cabinets <laughs> for the bass amps. Yeah, did you know Klim pounded some clam? Oh, man. Klim. Klim of the clam. Man, they called him Klim the Clam Krugen. <laughs> Klim the Cram. Hey, you know, bitch, you want to come over here and get some of this Klim chowder? Ooh, man. <laughs> I like Clem. <laughs> yeah, it's just what a, a cool ass name, dude. Man, I wish my name was Clem. Clementine. And now, and then the same four people that were involved in the tape massacre rolled over there with them. Manson was actually with them, and supposedly, you know, then they had gone back and told them about the whole thing. And uh, it's hearsay and back and forth. There's not really enough off of everyone's words to say like, "Oh, this is the exact thing." But basically, he got fucking Euronymous and Vart. Yes. They were just like, all right, bitch, we, this is what we did. Where were you at? And he was like, oh, I would have done it better. I would have done this, and I would have done that. So he goes to show them how he would have done it. And I got to assume it's because Tex was like, all right, fucker, show me. Go ahead. Let's go. Let's do it. Now, Manson told Big Patty how to get there, and the address was 3301 Waverly Drive. People will still visit that shit to this day just yes. to take a fucking peek. And uh, yeah, there's some Vice documentary about people who like worship Charles Manson, and man, man yeah, that's that one dude, real that real big fucking geeks, dude. Hey, that guy that got all his like Manson shit when he died, mm-hmm. like Sandra's will over to him. That guy, that guy, you gotta, you just, you just need to investigate, man. That guy he is, sucks, dude. He sucks, but you know he's up to some stupid shit. Yeah, because he's just like trying to keep a cult type of this is ridiculous, dude. But you know he's probably. Fucking rape somebody or killed him or yeah yeah yeah. There's something yeah, weird yeah, about him. Yeah, yeah, but just, also, dude, I respect to the girl's hustle that was trying to get his shit that didn't get his shit. She like married him and like the idea was that she was gonna get his fucking skeleton when he passed away. You remember that? Yeah, that's cool. 
But it didn't happen. Uh, yeah, no, it did not. No, it did not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she was probably expected to get some of that fucking... Yeah. You know, some of that... Was that money? No, was some that of that... Some fine eating? Some of that... Titty? Some of that... That's the time I make when I suck a titty. <laughs> <laughs> that guy that got that shit, man. Oh, dude, that squirrel that we fucking rescued? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, there's nothing in the entire universe that's ever been cuter than the way that thing eats. Yeah. Like, it eats out of a... Uh, you love it, man. I love that squirrel. But it gets it eats out of, like, a fucking... Uh, you know, like, the shit that kind of looks like a shot that babies take medicine out of? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you call it. It's like a syringe, but there's no needle involved. Yeah. But it just fucking... It, it grabs it, uh-huh. and it just goes... Man, I mean, you gotta get it sucking your dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah. It, look, Did it bit Oscar's dick the other day? I know, I saw the dick. <laughs> because it was, hey, uh, that we, was before it happened. Dude, I've never seen Oscar take off so fast in my fucking life. Like, I don't know. If you guys... Like, we came back and guys, <laughs> laid over and was like, man, I would like it. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you guys don't follow me online, I got a fucking like 100-pound boxer named Oscar, and that motherfucker is Oh man, he can't walk barely, man. No, nah, that's not true. He can run, but <laughs> nah, he can walk. He's, it looks he's like some walking. ham taking off. <laughs> he's just a, he's just big, dude. So anyway, like he's so chill and does not care about anything. Like the whole like we got this, we rescued a squirrel from outside, and like he does not give a shit. Like you would you would think you know like most dogs are like man is a dog gonna go after the squirrel, dude? He could give a fuck less. And so like he's just laying on the ground and he loves to sleep, taking big old nest snores. And I put the squirrel on him, and the squirrel's, like, running around on him and shit. He, like, sniffed it for a second and then just went right back to laying down. And the squirrel's, like, climbing around on him and shit and, uh, like, crawl over on his belly. And he, like, looked at it for a second, put his head back down again, and then all of a sudden, dude, I see the squirrel go right to his dick and just fucking put his mouth on it, dude, and he just fucking shot. He went, pew. Like just fucking Shut the fuck up, man. Oh god, and fucking hey man, took the fuck what off. What if that dude. squirrel? Like if you started, like you started trying to get some titty milk out of out of yourself. I got no titty milk. I know, man, but but you could jack off to like if that squirrel sucked your tit and you Can jacked you stop? off. <laughs> you wouldn't. You like if your wife, your kids wasn't around, nothing like that. But you just like jacked off with that squirrel sucked your titties. No, nah, man, you ain't, the squirrel didn't matter. It's the titty sucking that matters. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you're jacking off. Maybe, maybe you can, shoot can, the milk on the... Maybe you shoot your shit on the fucking squirrel, man. I think, you know, sometimes I like to go along and just let you riff it out. But yeah. This is ridiculous. No, nah, man. Well, that squirrel's hard this to This is move. like the 18th time you've talked about a different horrible scenario of jacking off in this episode. I don't care, man. But, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I do care. Let's just keep this It's hard on. for a squirrel to move with dried up skeet, man. It's got to break it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, squirrels are fast. You slow them down by busting all over them. That's throughout history been known to work. hair dry, man. <laughs> right, shut up, dude. Listen, all right. And let me tell you this before I start. We're going to go okay, through another okay. gruesome murder, uh-huh. and I would like to just go through it in a shocking fashion from start to finish. Okay. Is that okay with you? Do we come? Yeah, probably. Okay, let's do it! <laughs> so Manson's with him shows him how to do it. They're at 3301 Waverly Drive. This was the home of supermarket executive Lino LaBianca and his wife, Rosemary, who owned a dress shop. Now, the reason that they ended up here is because their house was next door to a family party house, which was located in the Los Feliz section of Los Angeles. According to Atkins and Kasabian, Manson disappeared up the driveway and returned to tell them that he had already tied up the house's occupants. 
Then he said in his mercenary, Tex Watson with big ass Patty and Van Houten, the fucking wrecking crew. Watson recalls that Manson bound Leno with his hands behind his back with a leather thong. Watson followed Manson's instructions of covering their heads with pillowcases and then bound them in place with lamp cords. Manson left. Got too hot, I go jack off somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that would be his only credible excuse. Instead of being deathly afraid of this type of shit, like he actually was, and a coward, and, and in over his head... If he was just like, God, man, my jive ass horn needs a honking in this fucking. My jive ass horn needs a honking, man. Like it took off to the woods to jack off, dude. He just couldn't contain his fucking bone anymore. That shit would be the great, like that would have been the greatest excuse of all time. Anyway, he fucking leaves. And uh, he had told everyone that the couple, it's okay. He told everyone, hey guys, it's okay to kill him. Um, before he left, Watson complained to Manson about the inadequacy of the weapons they had before because he had the shitty twenty two, and then he had the fucking knives that he had. He stabbed people. You know, it was hard to stab him. He had to stab people fucking 50 times. So now Charles gave fucking Tex a chrome-plated bayonet. Damn. Why does that even exist? Like a bayonet... Already made out of rugged ass metal that you put on a gun to stab people with uh-huh. when they get too close to your gun. Someone chrome plated it. Oh my god! So you want to be a player, but your bayonet ain't fly. You gotta hit Charles up so he can pimp that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking exhibit. A fucking yeah, I murder, know, that's man. so funny. Uh, uh, so he fucking got first blood on that by thrusting the bayonet into Leno's throat. Damn. Now, the sound of a fight from the bedroom got Watson to run in there because he's doing all of the fucking work. And that's when he sees Mrs. LaBianca swing the lamp attached to her head, which she was, she was bound with around in a windmill, which was keeping everyone away from her, which is fucking tight. Watson's not worried about getting hit with the lamp, so he hits her with a hard fucking double leg, which is probably not true. He probably just tackled her. But I like to think of it that he just shot. <laughs> oh, he shot. You, you know how when people aren't good at grappling and they'll they'll try to fucking shoot in on somebody from like yeah. 20 feet away. And With their like, head in between their legs yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking yeah. looking at the ground. But anyway, yeah. he does fucking tackle her. And, uh, you know, that's not going to play out for Miss LaBianca. No fucking pig. Yeah. And then, of course, City. he starts stabbing her with the bayonet. Which uh, goes back to how much he just likes to kill people and he's getting all fucking turned on by it because he's a fucking psychopath. And Tex walks back to Leno and ends up killing him with 12 more absolutely unnecessary stabs. that already stabbed him in the throat. Now, when he was done, he says that he carved war into his stomach. However, people think it was really a big patty that carved war into his stomach because she was responsible for the propaganda department all along. Uh-huh. And I don't think that Tex Watson could even spell war. Man, I saw a pee shoot out. <laughs> <laughs> a pee in a cave, man. Dude, that was one of the hardest farts I've ever had. <laughs> you ever had like, a hard fart? Yeah, I hurt my butthole, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, you lift, man. And I saw a little bit of paint in your eyes, man. So, yeah, that fart was big. Now, 
Watson went back to the med bedroom where he saw Big Patty stabbing Rosemary LaBianca with a knife from the LaBianca kitchen. It's again dead, already dead. Big Patty, chill the fuck out. Yeah. Why you just keep a stabbing? Because you love it. And then her and Texan, you know, you would think that they would just bone. Now Watson, on Manson's instructions, made sure all the women did some shit. Van Housen was very timid about the whole thing. She tried to hide out the whole time. Watson grabbed her and made her stab Bianca as well. She stabbed her 16 times in the back and body. Watson is cleaning off the bayonet. He takes a shower in their house. Meanwhile, big propaganda Patty wrote Rise and Death to Pigs on their walls. And then, of course, Helter Skelter on the fridge door. All iconic fucking things. And that's Mr. LaBianca's blood everywhere. And again, for no fucking reason, she found an ivory handle carving fork and went and stabbed him 14 more times and just left it in his stomach. And jammed the steak knife into his throat. Just loves it, man. Big Patty's wild as fuck. I really want... Oh, yeah, Big Papa. (laughs) I I really wonder... I love it when you call me Big Patty. Throw your hands in the air to cover me with scatty. (laughs) Scatty? Dude, scatty is when... You know when you got, like, real noodly shits? Yeah, man. You got this... (laughs) (laughs) Piscatty? (laughs) Piscatty? Man, you gotta call up old Piscatty Patty. (laughs) Man, you know what I was just thinking about, though? You know, in honest terms, like, the climate of... Of, uh, the political climate of the situation is I don't think people thought that women could do this to people you yeah. know and I think that uh, the idea was that it would probably all be pinned on Tex Watson which it kind of did in a lot of ways <sighs> yeah, you know, Tex Watson is a name that sticks out more than Big Patty I've never even heard of Big Patty until this shit well see that's because you're uninterested in Manson but you don't know the whole story I think yeah. everyone knows who Big Patty is I don't know. Anywho, um, not being done with the whole thing, Manson had told Kasabian to drive to another house and kill an actor acquaintance of hers that I feel like Manson was definitely jealous of. <laughs> Called him a piggy. Oh, God. Now, she intentionally fucked that up by uh, knocking on the wrong door because she did not want to kill again. Okay. I mean, that that's the end of the fucking murder streak, which is a lot of murders. And it's, again, back to back because of the tightening. It's a fucking helter-skelter time, bitch. I'm in Burb City, baby. Man, you're in fart fucking I'm city. I'm all gassed up. That fart you had. Now, uh... I saw that fucking poster over there flex a little bit because you shot shutting <laughs> something out of it. I'm not going to wild out too much about the entire... Legal details again. This has been covered in fucking detail by every single outlet that talks about true crime over and over again. But there are some things you need to know to really tie it all together. First of all, on August 16th, the cops raid the ranch. Now, they don't have any idea that they were involved in the murders, they don't suspect them in any way. What they're looking for are some stolen dune buggies. They rest. Charles and a couple of people, but the charges get dropped a couple of days later because there's no actual proof. The LAPD, um, they had picked up Celio and Waverly and uh, have no clue of what's going on. August 25th, the Span Ranch, which is the, the ranch that they have made into a military compact. Remember, it was owned by that old guy, Shorty Shea. Who, uh, all those young girls have been fucking him so he could keep that ranch. And he probably been fucking Charles too. You know what I mean? Hey, you got to pay your rent. Now, don't be late. They murdered him on August 25th. What if we had to fuck our fucking gym membership? Like, man, I ain't got no cash, man. You're going to have to fuck me. Because the guy that owns our gym don't fuck his wife. Stop it, dude. Stop it. 
What do you mean? I mean, he would be ravaged if word got back to him about anything homosexual. No, nah, he would be ravaged. And then he would <laughs> then he would fuck us both. Yeah, he might, dude. I don't know if he could pin us down, but I would give it up to him willingly. Nah. <laughs> dude, shut the fuck I ain't up, nothing man. but a sour cream dream. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get that fucking Piscati. I'm going to cover me up. Oh, but dude, Piscati could also be if someone pees in your butthole. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have that than poop. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather have someone pee in your ass than poop? Yeah, man, for sure. All right. Well, I'd rather poop on their pee. Uh, the police return to Spawn Ranch, arresting 27 people for all the car theft. Manson is arrested under the name Manson, Charles M., A.K.A. Jesus Christ. God. <laughs> I feel like they were clowning him. Just like the Romans clowned Jesus. You remember when they arrested Jesus? And he was like, I'm the king of kings, the son of God. And they were like, yeah, all right, God. Okay, Lord. Okay, yeah. king. Man, they clowned the Lord, dude. Man, let me tell you what. They clowned his ass. Also, if I could go back in time, I would be one of those. <laughs> yeah, you would be a centurion. Yeah, man, I would slap the dog shit out of that fucking stupid bearded retard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you heard it here first, folks. Jesus Christ, retard. (laughs) (laughs) He's all themed up in a wheelchair What's that fucking play, Jesus Christ Superstar? Yeah. Yeah, just rewrote it to Jesus Christ, retard. I would slap the dog shit. Jesus Christ, retard. Hey, man. Jesus is a dumb retard. Man, that, that uh, there's a dude that falls on Instagram that does like war metal shit, crucifixation of death. He Why fucking are you bringing this up? skeeted on a Bible today. Today he skeeted on a Bible. And posted it on Instagram. He, the, he cummed on a Bible? He, man, and not just, I, I mean, like if this just one load, I'm pretty impressed. But if he just like... Took the Bible. He busted a bunch of times on the Bible? He had to have. There's a lot of cum. Because you can't make fake cum. There's no way. Is this what you like? No, dude, they actually they have fake cum. We were just talking about this. How yeah, porn stars no, bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but All I right. mean. I, look, man. I, I got a feeling this guy doesn't know the science of fake that, bust. That thing's cool, but uh, I don't want to see cum. I don't care, man. I think cum on a Bible is cool. I keep the Bible in a pool of cum because Jesus is a retard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. I mean, what if he gave birth to All right, you dumb bitch. Shut the fuck up for a minute. Uh, <laughs> so, again, they're all in jail for, for stealing cars, not murder. No one has any idea who killed these people. They don't even think it's strung together. Because remember, this is before... There was serial murders. This was before there was killers with things linked together. They always thought murders like that. They thought maybe Roman Polanski did it. They always thought that murders were done by people who know the people. They had no clue what to fucking look for. Even in Los Angeles, a giant metropolis. Until Atkins starts bragging about the killings to fellow prisoners. And they all turn her in. And uh, that's a big break in the case. Danny DiCarlo, a member of the straight Satans, talks to police, which is not a very straight Satan biker gang thing to do. That's pretty gay. (laughs) (laughs) Vincent Bugliosi is an L.A. Bugliosi. (laughs) Yeah, I like that, dude. Bugliosi. 
That's a cool fucking name, dude. Uh, an L.A. deputy district attorney takes over as prosecutor. Back home in Texas, Watson surrenders to the local sheriff. Who's his cousin? Oh, of course. Tex Watson. Tex Watson's cousin, Tex. And uh, he's in jail in, in Texas for almost a year. And, uh, you know, of course, he was wanted because of fucking acting snitched, baby. You and, know, you know, you fucked up whenever your cousin keeps you in jail for a year. Yeah. And a Texas cousin, dude? Yeah, dude. I feel like every every co- Texas cousin has sex with each other, for sure. A Texas cousin, tied in blood. Fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> Family ties. (laughs) On December 4th, Susan Atkins agrees to cooperate. She makes a deal with prosecutors. Her fucking attorney, this is where all this crazy shit starts, gets her a lucrative book contract. And then, you know, this is when also when murders became a media sensation, you saw the pictures of the three girls walking down the hallway. Uh, December 6th of 1969 was the Altamont disaster, which is right as the Atkins story starts to make the news. And that gives journalists a handy death of the 60s metaphor ever since that time. It's just when they can look back and go, wow, man, these are hippies gone wrong. That's the end of the whole thing. Uh, You know, and then July of 1970 is when the fucking trial begins. Uh, It's just fucking going crazy everywhere. Manson cuts the X into his forehead. The three girls carve X's into their foreheads. The President Nixon brings up Manson at a speech, and he's the funniest thing is that, uh, you know, President Nixon, it's that piece of shit is like, uh, the, 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 the problem here is the liberal media. They're glorifying this murdering son of a bitch. <laughs> Killed eight people for no reason at all. The liberal media propagated it. It's just like, uh, dude, like, imagine if what Donald Trump needs. Is a fucking mass murderer. Oh, yeah. This uh, is a tremendous, uh, the liberal, the reason is that the uh, media, the most spectacular, stupendous, butt-fucking murder you've ever seen before. (laughs) (laughs) Butt-fucking media. (laughs) The media... Does it tell you what a tremendous time that he fucked another man's ass? Right, let me tell you what. Tool's got a new album apparently coming out. That's the time, boys. Man. If you're in Tool, you should do a stool and get a murdered and do some dumb shit. I would rather have <laughs> 20 more years of a Trump presidency than listen to another Tool song. Oh. <laughs> oh. I would listen to a Tool song over a Beatles song. So there's that. Yeah, I probably might do that too. Ugh. What crap. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's here's some just, you know, that's basically that. I mean, the, the whole hysteria, this is where it got overblown. It's just the media fucking ran with it. And then you just had the sensationalism of 80s media, which I would like to dig into in a different episode. I mean, the trials are eventful. They're just overblown, over-exaggerated, over-covered. Everyone sold the satanic, one of the devil's own. Mm-hmm. Um, the liberal media. That's how I'm with the cocaine and the blacks here in America. <laughs> we got a big problem. Uh, the way it all shakes down at the end of the day is Big Patty gets charged with seven counts of murder. 
As of June 17, she has been spending life in prison. She got denied for parole her 14th time. Yeah. You think it's because she was big? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you, you don't ever see any big Patty pictures floating around. I mean, really? Yes, you do. Just look it up, man. I mean, if you if, like, if you go, oh, not, Charles. Then, no, they're not floating, but they're out there. Oh, they're out there. But I'm saying that you, Charles Manson murders. It pops with those three girls. Yeah. But they're like, you know, straight up like, oh, well, they're kind of cute. Uh, we're going to body shame this big one. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The cute ones are free to go. Your fat ass is in jail. Yeah. And the best looking one of all was Squeaky. She got out of jail. Squeaked up. Dude, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Squeaky. Like, hey, I talked about it in the first one, but check it out. Anyway, so then Tex Watson. He's 73 years old right now. He got charged with seven counts of murder. He's so far been denied parole 17 times. Leslie Van Houten, 68. She was the youngest at the time. Remember, she was very hesitant. She was forced to stab Folgers. I'm sorry, LaBianca. And uh, she was been denied parole 19 times as of today's date. Bruce Davis, he got two life sentences. He only was involved in the murder of Gary Hinman and Shorty Shea. Uh, he was never up for parole, so he's never been denied. Bobby Busalel, uh life, but he's at a medical facility for murdering Henman. Sadie Atkins, she died in prison of brain cancer in 2009. At that time, she had been the longest female in California prison history. Uh, Squeaky, she did not go to jail, but she pointed a Colt 45 at President Gerald Ford. Given a life sentence for that, she served 34 years. She was released in 2009, my man. Stephen Clem, the Clem, Clem Chowder Grogan was released on parole without serving time for showing where the body of Donald Shea was, who was murdered in 1969. And of course, Charles himself ended up dying in prison January 1st, 2017. He was suffering from gastrointestinal bleeding at California State Prison in Cochrane. They took him to Mercy Hospital in downtown Bakersfield. Uh, Manson was seriously ill for over, you know, he had a couple of scares that we knew about before. Uh, doctors considered him too weak to have it repaired with surgery, so they just sent him back to prison on January 6th. And uh, whatever treatment he received and was not disclosed, but they didn't fix the problem. They just no. basically sent him home to die, hospice-style, but in prison, which just seems weird. It seems like he would stay in a hospital at that point until... One of the questions from now on, when you get really old... Uh, or I mean, just period. You go number one question: Are you a Beatles fan? Yes or no? <laughs> you gotta. Go. You answer no. Um, you're probably gonna get the treatment you need. Yeah. Yes. You should just get the fuck out of my fucking world, and go to another plane of existence where other shitty people live. Yeah. So they tried to keep it quiet. Um, when he got sent back to the hospital. A few days later, and he ended up fucking dying. Or actually, it was actually months later. That's a resilient ass bitch. But he just basically sat in jail, miserable, dying for months. They, they, I, I feel like they sent him. You know, hospices like when they take an old person, they know they're gonna die, so they send him home. They have someone come and like look after him. But the idea is that you're for sure going to die. But you want to do it in your home, and his home is prison, which he he loved. He loved let's it. let's again, be, yeah, man. Let's again circle back to this. It's the only he place loved prison. They gave him a constant fucking gave, gave him constant order. There's there's 
I know at this time I have to wake up. I know that I got to wash dishes. Well, today. and plus he loved the fucking attention, dude. Like yeah. he, you know, he, the whole. You rocks, think he got fucked like after thirty? <laughs> no, I I think the way it went for Manson in prison is that uh, what did he want his whole life to be a fucking rock star? Yep. And after this shit, he was that in prison. This like you can say Charles Manson to a young boy right now, and then go, man, I know who that is. Yeah, I'm a mass murderer, and that's what everyone thinks. But at the end of the day, he was he was too afraid to get his hands dirty in the mix, and he killed one person possibly and didn't like it. Uh-huh. He was afraid to check on them. Got out of there. Never did it again. Uh, manipulated people into doing it. I think by way. Of just living a life of manipulation. And they should have kept him locked up. Because there was nowhere else for him to go. It was going to turn out like that. Because that is how he lived. Getting people to fulfill his dreams. And I I think he got what he wanted. He never wanted to get out of prison. He continuously fucked himself over at parole meetings. It's not that he would have gotten out for sure. But he did things that were absolutely insane and told them not to let him out of prison, which he had done before any of this shit even happened. Yeah. He just kept towing that line because he liked prison. And uh, he, he liked prison the first time because he got to play music in there and people would pay attention to him and watch what he was doing. And they knew him as a musician. Oh. Well, now going back, he was a, a rock star. He was a fucking murderer. He had a gang. He had a cult. People looked up to him. People loved him. He was like a god in fucking prison. Um, and they didn't report... That he went back to the hospital in November. He died from cardiac arrest and respiratory favor, failure due to colon cancer on November 19th, 2017. Three people stated their intention to claim Manson's estate and body. His grandson, Jason Freeman, wanted to take possession of his remains and personal effects. Michael Channels, who's the guy we we're talking about before, a pen pal of Manson has a will that was dated February 14th, 2002, Valentine's Day, of course, where Manson leaves his entire state plus body to him. A friend of Manson's, Ben Gorecki, has a will dated January 2017, same thing, uh, estate and body t- uh, to a Manson's alleged son, Matthew Roberts. 2012, CNN, of course, ran it, did they, Maury Poviched, to see if Freeman and Roberts were related to each other and found out that they were not. Okay. March 12, 2018, <laughs> the Kern County Supervisor Court in California decided in favor of Freeman in regards to Manson's fucking body. Freeman previously stated that he would have Manson cremated and infected. The reason that was is because there were several people that wanted his remains. I believe his grandson just was like, let's end the fucking madness. And yeah. get this over with. Um, and then there was that dude. One of those dudes ended up with all of his shit. I don't know how or uh, why. I, I, I watched that fucking Vice thing, but who gives a shit? What if he took Skull fucking literally and just <laughs> took his fucking cremated body? He's like, well, make sure you cue, you just go ahead and barbecue up that skin and the organs. But I want the skull. <laughs> I want a. F- I want your skull. And then he just takes a fucking. I need your skull. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Manson, I am in butts. I skeet. I shoot loads inside hell. Hey, I gotta bust into your ass. I gotta bust into your ass, cause yeah. I want your hoe. You could definitely be the front man of Misfits, man. Yeah, dude, mm. I hope to do a dancing for man. I've been trying for the last two years to do a dancing Halloween treat. Yeah, we just you you just <clears throat> been getting with the wrong people, man. Hey, uh, I like him anyway. 
Look, at the end of the day, Manson, there's some more hilarious shit that his legacy led to. Um, you know, there's a million more things we could go down the road. And all I've been trying to get at, the reason why Manson came up right now is important to me is just because of the cult mentality of society lately. People fall into stupid shit. Yeah. You get sucked into things that you have no business being sucked into, and there's no excuse anymore. When people talk you into white nationalism, you're too smart for that. When people talk you into joining anything, you're too smart for that. Yeah. The Catholic Church, you're too smart for this shit, guys. SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me tell you, I, and you think that's funny, man. I just had a kid. That we just went down for an accomplice for murder. Yeah. Based upon some dumb fucking shit, man. Really? SoundCloud rap? Pretty much, man. Okay. Pretty fucking much. I'm hard. I'm this. I'm that. <laughs> I'm a vegan. I'm not going to do this. And you're stupid shit, man. And it's just, it blows my mind. People follow the, being an idiot is cool right now. It's being a fucking dumb fuck is yeah. cool right now. And I hate every bit of it. I agree with that. Use your brain. Please, man. Please stop being stupid. You know, perhaps there's some sort of rebellion against, like, the mainstream. Ah, whatever, dude. My, my my whole thing is, is like, think for your fucking self, man. Please. 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 Because you're going to get sucked into some idiot shit. All the people that went down with and for Manson, no reason for it whatsoever. That guy is dumb as shit. He's a lifelong prisoner. Now, a lot of the things that he went through were not his fault, but the way that he chose to rise into it, learn how to manipulate people, pimping women, using those same type of tactics to control the mind of fucking adults, it's unbelievable that it went that far. And it should never happen again, but via the internet, we still see that shit happening today. Man. It's just bad. that People th just want something to, to just go, man, I'm important. Yeah. And this guy's already important. This girl's already yeah. important. I just and want to circle back this. around to one last thing before we close out on Manson. We'll probably come back to like the trial and the media sensationalism of the whole thing because that also disgusts me too. I understand that it's interesting to do this shit because that's what we do here at Death Metal Dicks. We talk about serial killers and murders. These are all interesting things. But there's tasteful ways to do it. And we're a fucking podcast that like 20,000 people listen to. If you're Maury Povich... With millions of watch, like this is back when there was no cable TV. You were forced to watch between like six channels, and they all six had Manson on, and they all had different stories and different lies, and just made it an entire lifestyle to dig into this shit. People who are smart enough to know that it's all horseshit should be able to decide that they can learn about it and spread the truth. You can't have fucking some dipshit that works on fucking. U-Hauls in the middle of Iowa on his lunch break learn about the devil, Charles Manson. The guy that slept kegs slipknot? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> or even like my grandpa. He's smart as fuck. And that's what I was saying at the start of the episode is that he does not understand the reality of it at all. He thinks it's some satanic, yeah. demonic, fucking evil, possessed Satan on Earth tried to literally start Armageddon, thousand-person deep cult. Not true at all. And it stood the test of time. It's just, uh, let's get smarter, people. Let's get better. Well, uh, Nicholas Shrek, who married uh, Anton LaVey's daughter, yeah. wrote a book about this in particular. Was it not? It's Shirk. But know. Shrek is way cooler, dude. Shrek sounds cool. I fucking married LaVey's daughter. She turned into an ogre. Yeah, man, she did. For listening to new metal. Hey, she was sexy man, back in the day. She's a sexy oh, old yeah, lady yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Hey, he only fucked the hottest. I did read that book. 
when I was younger, and I was like, man, he should listen. <laughs> The, the I dude's still fearing myself to laugh at you. That guy has to be. You've read so many stupid books, dude. I have. You're hey, <laughs> that guy is a probably a neo-Nazi for sure. But also, he made some Shrek. Va- yeah, man. <laughs> he made some valid points. It's like, dude, should he have done life in prison? The guy was fucking insane. He was in yeah. too institutionalized. He probably had several personality disorders. I don't think he should have done life. You know, he didn't kill anybody. He didn't yeah. kill anybody. Sure. Hey, last thing I want to... No, man... Well, I think that Manson... He may have killed fucking lots of Papa. Lots of Papa. He man. may have done it. But that, nobody cares about lots of Papa. No, the, now, the infamous murders he absolutely did not do. Um, but him... I mean, you know, you've got three people who were involved that say that Manson did shoot that dude. It's possible. Yeah. Everyone involved are liars. The two people besides Manson that claimed that he did it had their freedom at stake. Mm-hmm. And then Manson had his reputation at stake. Yeah. So I think probably he shot the dude, took off. The other guys finished him off and then went and buried his body. Yeah. And uh, Manson didn't have the stomach for it. Yeah, I mean, when you finish somebody off, it's just coming on. <laughs> you got to finish them off. Man. Of course. Last thing I want to get at. <laughs> Henry Rollins. He finished people off. Nah, yeah, finished people <laughs> off. Yeah, some people have been up in arms about the way I feel about Henry Rollins. I continue to toe the line and let you know he's a piece of shit. He's one of the worst people that's ever lived. He's fake poor. Fuck Henry Rollins. If you don't feel like Henry Rollins is a bad person, Henry Rollins went out of his way to record two albums of acoustic pop songs with Charles Manson. He produced... And recorded that means he bankrolled the entire thing. It's called completion. He only now this is the most hipster record collecting hardcore musician bullshit of all time. Yep. He pressed five copies. He has two of them and gave the other three to Manson. Oh. Fuck Henry Rollins. Man, I don't like him. No He's more. way worse than Charles Manson. That's just <laughs> Yo. Henry Rollins. I'm a huge black I look he great Henry in black Rollins flag. is the black only flag guy ripped fucking face fuck into oblivion <laughs> yeah he probably would be like man I'm gonna say some really smart shit right now but that's kind of hard to do when you got a dick in your mouth you fucking idiot oh come on man how did you you, you just you ruined this podcast did I it's hard to say something with a dick in your mouth it is when you're Henry Shut Rollins up, dude I don't know maybe not Henry Rollins don't be that fucking jaw, don't man. fucking hack us dude don't be a hack what it's hard to talk with a dick in your mouth is it who said Buddy. that originally, man? And literally, who knows? Because everyone's always said that. Well, I mean, the truth is the truth, man. All right, buddy. Thank you so much for putting this black mark. Yo, go ahead and somebody post the OG guy that said that shit. And it was probably in the 1912s. Man. Ah, uh, you can't say that last because my hog is in your jowls. Okay. Well, that's true. <laughs> I understand. Do you? It's hard to speak with anything in your mouth. You're like a fucking Claire's. But that's like a hack joke. You're dude. like a Claire's yeah, mall I mean, you worker. You can try to fucking work your way out of it however you uh, There's no working the way out of it. That's true. It <laughs> okay. You put anything in your mouth. Hard All right, buddy. Yeah. Listen, we want to see you Saturday. That's what we want. I'm going to say some more hacks. Shut shit. up, bitch. It's been a fucking tough road to go down with Charles Manson. Because of hacks. Like, shut up, stupid. Hacks. Neither of us want to fucking... Li- li- Shut up! Neither of us want to fucking... You can scribble as you want, hacker. 
Take a sip of that beer. Hack away, man. You somebody did that originally. <laughs> no, don't crumble it up. Nick News. W5. Linda Ellerby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I hope you like this Charles Manson series. It's not something... Yeah, it, it, Look, it's it's been around. Everyone knows the story. Uh, hopefully, we provided some ridiculous insight on our end. Uh, we'll get back into some cool shit next week. And this Saturday, I pray and hope to see you at Vino's Brew Pub with us fucking assholes. Let's wild it, and out. Really looking forward to that shit. It's been a long episode, so we're going to cut the formalities out of it. Look, everyone that supported us on anything, reviews, positive messages, Patreon, you're fucking awesome. Yeah. We love you. We want to hold your hands. And uh, <laughs> we want to come to your town. We want to see you face-to-face. You yeah, know what man. I'm saying? Let's hang out. Yeah, that's what this shit's all about, dude, is fucking hanging out, man. We're the hangout. Hang out, man. My friend Mark Olson has the Instagram handle Hangout King. A site. Yeah. I wish it was Steve Olson for fucking shorty <laughs> skateboards, man. <laughs> Steve Olson was ribbing them boards, man. That's cool, dude. You know when Blaze starts talking about skateboarding, it's all over with. Hey, remember when we told me that you were a professional skateboarder? I didn't tell you that. Okay. I got sponsored once. I mean, that's not professional. Oh. Yeah, that is what he said. My page skateboards from Little Rock. Woo, boy, man, I was fucking pro. <laughs> I couldn't do. Nothing. I don't know the difference. Hey, everybody was like, "Man, can you do? Can this you ollie right now? Probably. I could probably land a three sixty flip, dog." Everyone listening right now, bring your fucking board because the last time Buddy tried to skateboard, a man that nearly died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so bring them. <laughs> hey, man, we'll see you at Vino's on Saturday if you live in Arkansas. If not, we'll fucking catch you next week. Uh, hail Satan! Yeah, the cool one, not the one. The that's cool like, one, not the last one. Yeah. Just on the left one. That's the yeah, fake one. That's fuck the fucking that. Hawaiian shirt posing. Yeah, that's like we're a, talking. Like, at, we're talking confrontational. We're, we're talking about the Satan with abs. Yeah, the one hail not, abs Satan. Yeah, <laughs> not the one. Not the one that went to college. Fuck that. Yeah, shit. yeah. College Satan honks, dude. Give me yeah, the fucking yeah. ignorant high school drunk Satan. That's it, man. That's my man. All right, we love you guys. We'll see you next week.